0: All I can say is strap in for this one because we did some time. I think we're just shy of four hours. I know, it's a lot, but it was a great time. I had a lot of fun. It was great sitting down and talking with our guest. I think you guys will like it. He is the founder of the Lost Coast Populist. It is a new news organization out of Humboldt County. And yeah, I think you guys will like it. So please give it up for Donnie Creekmore. I like you guys. We do the rolling start. Yeah. All right, cool. We don't try not to be
1: intimidating. Go for it. Cool. Yep. Anything's allowed. Yeah. It'll be hard for me to not. So just to be straight. You're
0: in the right place.
1: (laughs) All right. I like you guys already. This is
0: not so bad. Let me see. And so you guys, the Lost Coast Populist, you're starting your. your, How long have you been doing the podcast side of that? We've been doing the podcast
1: side of that for, I think. Think two weeks. We built out the podcast studio about three weeks ago, and and it's changed shape like every episode since, just because we're kind of learning as we go. But um, yeah, it was kind of just you know we 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 realized we needed a podcast studio because we need a, a news studio because we plan on covering the news in in ways that hasn't been really done so far in Humboldt County, and without the studio, it would just be impossible to achieve our goals.
0: Without being done in humboldt county thus far yeah as what what are you trying to build out with this
1: so um you know lost coast populist the way that it came to be was basically um well backing it up really like kind of even further uh, my best friend adam lustig he was the original person who had the the kind of like the title lost coast populist the alias online the social media lost coast populist and he actually owned the domain and um him and i had been working together um, under Humboldt Freedom Coalition and like the kind of the health freedom movement that kind of came out as, um, as kind of like a reaction to the COVID mandates and stuff. So we were doing political activism together there. And we also uh, worked together also as volunteers for the Humboldt GOP. And so in those in those capacities, we at, you know, fast forward to the end of it all basically, after two years of doing that kind of stuff. We kind of were, like, really frustrated because what we were trying to achieve as far as, like, the end-all goal of kind of, like, taking the needle and pushing it a bit just didn't really seem— I mean, we we won some battles, but we definitely, like, weren't winning the war, so to speak. It wasn't the impact you guys were hoping correct, for. Correct, correct. You know, it wasn't, wasn't the impact we were hoping for. And so, you know, me and him, we kind of sat back, and we were— we have these long conversations. He's actually the, the first uh, episode that I had was with Adam Lestig. He calls himself the raw milk populist now. He's, okay. You should have him on, too. He's a, he's a hoot. He's, he'd be a great guest. But um, he's, he's a good guy, and he's just, he has, like, one of those minds that, you know, he, you tell him something, and he'll think about it, like, for a long time. And then when you talk to him again the next time, he'll have an hour-long conversation with you about whatever it was, and he takes it seriously. And I've, I've, it's been a huge factor of our friendship. Uh, him kind of like just pouring his wisdom and knowledge and kind of like his brainstorm out for me and or out for us collectively to kind of like make things better in the community, which is kind of cool. And so um, he was like, look, you know, I I have this Lost dot com website. Maybe we could do something with that. And I and I was like, you know, it's funny because I just started you know, researching and kind of like getting back into this character named Andrew Breitbart. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. I'm not. He's the, um, he was one of the original founders of Huffington Post, and he went on to found Breitbart News. Uh, Breitbart's like a kind of like a right-wing news website. And um, and so I was just like, getting, and he, he, died, he died in his 40s. And so I was just kind of getting into him, just kind of, I read his book, and I, like watched a couple documentaries about him and stuff. It was kind of just, you know what I mean, just kind of deep diving into him a little bit. And he, he had done something and I was like, you know, maybe that's the thing. Like, what haven't we done? You know, we've, we got involved with the local political party that we thought we were aligned with. That didn't work out very well. We, you know, we started in a nonprofit organization. We got all kinds of volunteers. We did all that and that did what it did. It was really awesome. There's lots of positives to say about that, you know, but it kind of didn't achieve the goals that me and him were trying to achieve at least in our kind of like smaller collective group. And so yeah, and so in that conversation, kind of Lost Coast Populist, the news organization was born, and then it's kind of like it developed even further. Where we're like, you know what? Let's go bigger. Let's have a bigger view of this. Let's Humboldt Media Group LLC, and Lost Coast Populist News is just a product, one of many products that Humboldt Media Group LLC is going to bring about. So it's going to bring about podcasts. It's going to bring about radio stations. It's going to bring about print uh, news. It's going to basically we want we want to compete. On a level playing field with north coast journal lost coast outpost um you know time standard you know mad river union you name it and um yeah and so that's that's kind of what 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 we intend to do now is basically be a competing news organization and a competing media group with all of those parties
0: and so was that the idea when adam had the lost coast populist or did you kind of you took it over and started saying we need to build this out and make it something
1: correct yeah so like his idea i mean he wanted to do journalism with it and obviously like the the name i think was kind of like when he first came up with it was like a really cool way to use populism with what we're both into and kind of like tie it into an an online name that like kind of like stabs at lost coast outpost a little bit you know and um you know so we were both like hey, yeah 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 you know back in the day when he first kind of came up with the idea you know and, and that's kind of it was like literally just like that kind of just you know kind of trolly type attitude and he was going to do some journalism but it just kind of never just kind of didn't you know life gets in the way and things change and he just never got into it and then like it was just everything the universe just kind of like led us both in these paths and it just basically came to this one day where we're having this conversation where we're like Everything makes sense. We have to make a news organization. like, and, and a lot of it came from this. You know, during COVID and during, you know, any time there was, oh, I should say, during COVID especially, and any time there's ever been a controversial topic that's been print, that's been pressed by Lost Coast Outposts. Actually, I should say every, everybody but Redheaded Black Belt. They're the only ones that don't do this from my understanding. And correct me if I'm wrong if you're out there and you've, you've had this happen to you. But they censor their comment section. And I'm not saying like with like hate speech and like cursing. It's literally like I don't think this article really touches on the subject matter and is being careful or, you know, thoughtful in the way that, you know, you're, you're claiming this author to be. You know, I have a XYZ dissenting opinion. Click, click, delete. Like you, you won't even. And then like I know people because they use this program called Discuss, D I S. Q U S, not disgusting as much as that sounds <laughs> like you're like censorship, disgusting. But they literally use a program called Disgust, D-I-S-Q-U-S, I believe. And and when you log in, you can actually see all the times they censor you. So I've got like, you know, all these people that have sent things now to tips at lostcoastpopulous.com We're like, you need to write a thing about how they say and we we're thinking about writing a thing, but it's kind of like, how much can you write about that? You know, like here's another screenshot of them censoring people. Here's another screenshot of them. You know, it's like it's 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 an, it's an interesting story, but it's also it's not really a story yet, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. But like I I've I've had a di- difficult time of figuring out how to develop that into an actual like story, you know? Because each one's its own case and it gets really involved and deep and and then it's like some of the stuff I'm like, yeah, I could see why they censored you there. And then you know what I mean. That's the hard part, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. you when know, people like,
0: start throwing around slander or right just getting abusive with their words it's like yeah i can kind of see why they pulled that off their site but when they're just discussing ideas and that gets pulled that hits a little different
1: i felt like if i kind of like pu- publish this post and i were to select certain screenshots that i was given and not take certain ones that i would get heat from the people that why didn't you use my material they yeah should- then you're biased then i'm biased correct You know, and so I felt like it was kind of like a, not that the people were trying to trap me, but it was like an inadvertent trap kind of a thing, you know, whereas we, we were taking the exact opposite. Our first amendment, or the first amendment just is our entire policy for our comment section, go. Like, we're not interested, and I don't have the time, you know what I mean? Like, what it is is basically, when I'm going to use it as user generated. If, If you have a problem with something that's said there, bring it to our attention, and if we agree with you, we might do something about it. Probably not
2: so were you just
0: not happy with the news here locally is that oh why my I felt God. The need to fill this out brother uh that's Andy, like oh, time out for a sec. Andy, yeah. can you turn my my headphones down just a tad bit a little bit more a little bit per, up a little bit up just a little bit perfect you sound perfect to me yeah okay yeah, yeah. that's good we're on separate splitters yeah So yeah, you've yeah. got your own volume the next step is to add that so you could be over there and you could turn up your volume or turn it can you hit me just a little bit more they have that feature yeah i mean you can build out if you can think of it you can build it out that's perfect thank you Andy. that's true so you weren't satisfied with the news no
1: man i mean the news here oh my god not satisfied is like a nice way of saying it i'm disgusted with the news here i'm absolutely disgusted with them you know i see them as as a woke left marxist arm of some kind that that pushes some kind of woke agenda and i can't tell you who or what is you know i'm not going to like speculate as to like how this whole how this all shakes up behind the scenes all i can show you all i can say is you look at their what they put out you look at how consistent it is across all five of them and they they beat a narrative i mean you got alan Bongio recently is a racist for saying the word indian complete bullshit And I mean, I crushed that entire story, but they just kept pounding it, pounding it, and pounding it, even like bringing up bullshit about his wife being related to this uh, fellow Travis Schneider through like four degrees of marriage, just so they could throw his wife's name in an article that calls him a racist. I mean, it's the most disgusting, egregious shit that I've ever seen ever. And I think that they all should be ashamed of themselves. I think they're horrible people. I think that they know what they're doing. And I think that um, the time's come for a news agency like us to basically stand up and be unapologetic for who we are and also point out every hypocritical bullshit fucking thing that they come about with and just slice away at it. And so my whole goal has basically been just to go ahead and just allow them to do what they do, and then I'll just cut away at them and just steal their credibility one step at a time because if they want to keep lying and slandering and defaming good people for just political expedience, go for it. Go for it. Because now there's, comp- there's competition. The only reason they could get away with it before is because the, they, they were all packed together so they could beat the same drum together, but there was no one that was brave enough to stand up to them or maybe guts enough or whatever you want to call me and my organization and my team. And so that's kind of where we're at, you know, like some of the journalists there, they have some credibility, they have some, you know, they, they will cover things and they'll be like non-biased in certain things, but then they'll cover certain things and it's just so hardcore left. It's so hardcore off the deep end, like woke, idealistic, just ridiculousness. It's hard to take them seriously. I mean, it's just, and they, and they, they play it just, they play one side so much and they just completely... They'll, they they it's, it's this is the anything that's right of center or anything that's just center right, they'll just literally either they'll either slander it or they'll just admit it. They'll just want they'll just ignore it like it never existed. And so what they are also doing in a long term deal is they're branding Humboldt County in a certain way. They're taking Humboldt County and they're branding us to the rest of the the nation that looks to us to maybe send their kids to the college here. And they're branding us as this woke, liberal, leftist, dopey place where all you do is you come here to trim weed and like go to school for a bit, right? And that's not what it is. There's That, may, that might be 45% of the population, but the other 65% are equestrian, gardeners, fishermen, huntermen. Uh, they have, you know, like agriculture. They have, you know, it's like there's so much stuff here that, that doesn't fit the narrative that you hear when people think Humboldt County and that's also a thing that I wish to to correct over time.
0: Well the I mean the aspect of weed that is a huge factor in Humboldt County. I don't know about necessarily leftist or or wokeism, Mm -hmm. but weed is is almost intrinsically tied into Mm. totally how how we are who we are today. Yeah, yeah. But do you why do you think that is that those news organizations tend left? Do you think that's just because that's what's popular right now, or that's some intentional uh, agenda that they're all going to line up and they're going to. That's gonna send a this?
1: really good question, Nick. Actually, so I have a a philosophy that I look at it as like a kind of double prong thing. There's some people that know what they're doing, and there's some people that are just under the pressure, and the pressure is what like, and so like you know, re- looking back historically, Humboldt County's always been a kind of a blue county. You know, it's always been a Democrat voting county and the democrat party just like the republican party in recent in the past like say four to six years has seen a um what you call um precinct strategy are you familiar with this i'm not okay so i'll go into it so precinct strategy is basically something that bannon um covers on the war room it's another podcast you should totally check it out he's amazing is that uh, Steve Bannon? Yeah, Steve Bannon, okay. yeah. I yeah. know the name.
0: I'm not familiar oh, with any of his stuff.
1: Definitely check it out. Amazing stuff. Steve Bannon the War Room, uh, it's all on Rumble. Um and so basically he cover he has a lot of guests and he covers it as well. And it's basically the idea that you go and you volunteer for your local um your local Republican Party, your local Democrat Party, right? And so for them he's pushing like precinct strategy on the Republican side, but the same exact thing happened rewind the clock the past 6 years on the Democrat side. The precinct strategy was rolled out hard, and hardcore Marxists and leftists basically took over the Democrat Party, and that's why you see like the drift between like AOC types, right, and like the Pelosi types. They're two different types, right? They, they they want two different things, and that that kind of that rift happened a long time ago. What you're what you're viewing right now, which is happening in real time, is the same things happening to the Republican Party with MAGA, right? Which is the part which is I would consider myself a populist. MAGA Republican, a populist, uh, um, patriot MAGA Republican, where guys like me get kicked out of the Republican Party just for being that. So that's kind of like, and people are like, What? You get kicked out of the Republican Party for being MAGA? Yes, you can get kicked out of the par- Republican Party for being too MAGA, for being pro cannabis, for not being entirely with the GOP establishment, like, you know the talking points yeah the talking points correct you know and so like so a guy like me where i'm like more kind of like like i'm i'm going into the republican party because the majority of what i believe in aligns with them and as opposed to the democrat party right and that's kind of where it's at and so you've had this leftist infiltration of the democrat party which happened previously and you're having basically a maga infiltration of populism that's infiltrating the republican party and that's why, like, guys like Mitch McConnell, actually all the mix, all the mix in the Republican Party, they're just, like, shaking in their boots because you look at what happened in the midterms. Trump, like, it was, like, 220 out of 240-something of his, of his, you know, knight and king of his, basically, endorsements, all of them won. And so, yeah, and so it's basically, it just shows that his power's there even though they're trying to, like, you know, like, like basically, you know, break it down to basically the gop is always trying to act like trump isn't you know the the you know the leader of the
0: gop but he is that's interesting i thought a lot of the candidates he backed failed well that's what they want you to believe (laughs) yeah to be fair a lot of the news that i i get is all can you pull that up just see how many how many maga republicans won but what does that mean when you say that when you say Mm -hmm. maga populist Mm -hmm. republican what does that mean to you because those almost sound like contradictions yeah right yeah so uh maga republican maga populism
1: so um you've got gope that's the that's the republican establishment okay that's like you know you've got your bush era where they were all about voting together with democrats for endless wars they were all about weapons of mass destruction we all remember that right uh we all remember um, you know, invading Iraq, even though it was Afghanis and Saudis that flew planes into the Trade Center. You know, I mean it's just I can go on and on and on and on and on about endless war, endless war. And then you've got you know you got politicians like Ron Paul, for example. He's he is a MAGA populist. He's a populist Republican. And um his message is something that I align with. Trump is a MAGA populist Republican. Very similar message to Bernie Sanders, and this might shake a lot of people, like, what? But a lot of the things that Bernie Sanders originally ran on before he caved and before he was, you know, before he was uh, Ron Paul, you know, because the Democrat Party did what they did to him twice in a row uh, in, the, in, their, in their midterms. So, like, the whole thing, it's, 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 it's like you've got surface politics where they just want you to think that there's a two-party system but that's so false. There's literally a two-party, there's two two-party systems within a two-party system is what really what there is. There's left, hard leftists that have infiltrated the, the Democrat party with a precinct strategy, and then there's MAGA pop, then actually there's a, on, our, on the Republican side, there's three parties. There's Christian nationalists, hardcore Christian nationalists, and, or hardcore just Christian uh, religious zealots, that want to keep the Republican Party a party of faith, and you hear that a lot, right? That is something that the GOP establishment likes to talk about a lot because they know it drives away independence from the Republican Party. Why would they want to do that? Why would they want to drive away independence from the Republican? That sounds stupid, crazy, right? It's exactly what they want to do. It's the same reason they would vote me off of the Central Committee while in the middle of walking a precinct in the middle of the midterm election. Why would they do that? Don't they want to get out the vote? no they don't want to get out the vote all they want to do is grift all the like, same and this is the same across the board all they want to do is they want to get donations from unsuspecting low information voters the people that are getting the donations that run these little county parties they have their little collective part they have the little like fancy steak dinner parties with champagne and they they invite their the the whatever the hot shot local you know or state politician that wants to come and kind of headline their event they come they take their selfies with them to get on facebook and rub their shoulders and take their pictures and that's what it's literally all about and the scariest thing about it is when you volunteer for either one of these um things in these committees those local committees which i found out I was voted on to the committee. I was voted on to the, as the fifth district chair. So I was in the executive committee. Like, as, like the only hire you could get is literally being the chairman, right? Or being like the vice chair of any of those, right? And not a single time did the California GOP reach out to me. No email, no text message, no phone calls,
0: nothing. Just wrap your mind around that. But do you think that's because you're in a blue state, in a blue area where there's they almost not be, a point? They should be up my ass more. Yeah, but do you think they just give up? Because, I mean, are you going to flip California? Are you going to flip this blue area?
1: I don't care. Is, are we in a war? Do you care? Are, do you trying to, are you trying to win elections or not? Are you a, a, a politician? It's like, what? Like, I don't care. Like, they should be up your ass. Like, the only people they should be leaving alone are people that they don't know or aren't doing their job. Like, like that guy's such a badass. I don't even have to look at him because he always does his work and he's just crushing it every year, right? Yeah, don't look at him. Brand new fifth district chair in Humboldt County. You don't even reach out to him and, like, go, hey, here's some things you can do. Here's some. Blah, blah, blah. So, why do you think that is? Why do you think they didn't reach out? Because I think the entire system is nothing like we've been portrayed in, in movies, in shows, in, in radio, everything. I think it's all like when, you're in, when you've finally gone in and you've finally done it yourself, what you realize is it's nothing like it's been portrayed. It's so boring. All the theatrics are just theatrics. It's it's it it makes it all seem bigger and crazier than it really is, and, it, and I think it's there to make it to where guys like me, you, and, and you know, and you don't show up and volunteer because it sounds bigger and crazier than it actually is. But it's actually boring. You show up, there's these meetings. You're like, what am I doing here? You know, you're taking notes, and it's all over with at the end. And then you know, like you have to learn parliamentary procedure, which is like what. And it's like Robert's Rules of Order. It's like this gigantic book of different ways that you can conduct yourself in meetings. So you have to get your mind around that to even be effective in these meetings. So, I mean, that's just another, like, a big, like, firewall preventing your Another aver- hurdle you have to jump through. Oh, s- sorry. oh I was,
0: was going to say. Was, I'm so sorry. Did you find anything for that, sorry, the dogs. GOP races? Can you, did you find an article or anything you want to pull up? Sorry about We that. can check that. No worries. Yeah all part of the fun right <laughs> it happens to me every now and then too I'm
1: like, ah, but yeah yeah so it's just i mean it's it's crazy man it's it's a it's a crazy situation because like uh for humboldt county gop you've got the basically you had like the people that were kind of like the establishment gop that were already there and it's all just hardcore religious zealots right like hardcore i mean well
0: that's what you think of when you think republicans yeah, yeah. white christian nationalists that's right. the branding right
1: well, that's because they try to push
0: that on you. That's it's the effective.
1: Whole, it's very effective. It's very, very effective. And that and that, I can't stand it because the Republicans do it too. like And even ones that I know are for a fact are not Christians and they're not religious zealots, they just literally push that. I hate them for it because they know what they're doing. They're driving away independent voters who think that this is all a party that when you become a Republican— that you're, ooh, you're a Christian now, or ooh, you're, like, part of some dogmatic kind of worldview. And it's so false, dude. Like, I'm a Republican because 70% of what I believe in, or 70% of their their model is what I believe in, and the other stuff I'm not cool with, right? They're the people that were running the humble GOP. If you're not 100%, you're not 100% for them, right? You can't be, like... You know, like for me, like abortion, for example. Like I'm I'm cool with abortion for like being raped or you know, incest or you know what I mean? Like like all of the reasons justifiably you would be. You know what I mean? But then I'm also not for it for just
0: birth control like just an elective procedure
1: right yeah i'm not cool with that and especially if like taxpayers are paying for it or somehow like financing in any way because i know there's some people that are absolutely appalled at it and i think that it's unfair for them to have to pay even a penny to something that they're appalled that they would never accept you know and so it's just on that but for them if i just say that out loud they're like how dare you you know what i mean like i'm pro-cannabis I'm, I'm very open about it. I want cannabis to be treated like tomatoes, right? Complete deschedulization, right? Devil lettuce. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's just the way, I mean, it's literally,
0: they think, see things in a black and white kind of. But don't you think that's kind of both sides that, that play that black and white game where it's 100%. you have to be all in for 100%. whatever side? 100%.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Okay, so the result, about 15% of the country and 19% of U.S. adults are Republicans who think Biden didn't legitimately win in 2020 about 50 million MAGA Republicans. See if you can find— That's on WAPO, though, man. You gotta find a better source. See if you can find what percentage of candidates endorsed by Trump won their respective election. He said it in one of his— Because all um, I've seen is that, oh, this Trump Republican lost, this Trump Republican lost, the red wave that was supposed to happen didn't happen. Oh, it didn't. Why? Do you think that's because abortion? No. That more people showed up for abortion. No, it's because of Republicans. It's a hundred percent
1: directly. Th- it falls directly on the lap of the mix, directly on the ra- lap of the GOP establishment is the wa- is a reason that we would have had a red wave of epic proportions if they would have just did their jobs and not been feckless losers. I'm being straight with you. I'm not even. I'm not even being mean. Like. I I wrote an entire article about it. It's like, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, what was it? The GOP establishment makes nihilism great again, or something like that. I can't remember the title right now, but it, <clears throat> it was like a couple weeks ago. But I basically, like I, I, my whole, like as soon as it happened, I was like, great. Now all the independent nihilists are going to be on Facebook talking about how this is like a, you know, broken system and voting's just a conspiracy and yada yada this. And I'm just like, God damn it. And it's all just because the GOP, like if if they weren't working across the entire county to remove guys like me who are passionate that want to get out the vote, you know what I mean? That are MAGA Republicans that are literally willing to willing to work because this, like what happened to me here happened across the county. And I can just I could send you all kinds of evidence afterwards, you know, but it's basically if anybody was a populist and their Humboldt County Republican Central Committee, which is the name, the mouthful of names. That they the small little committees that they have that's like underneath the state committee. If uh, if those are already kind of like set up in a way where a majority of them are already kind of like the religious right or at least proclaiming to be the religious right and just kind of holding their little grift, then there's no amount of people you can bring in that are going to be an amount of voters to be able to get a majority to 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 basically have your precinct strategy be successful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like someone has to quit because at a certain point it's like anybody can get voted off, you know.
0: So do you think, did you find anything here, Andy, on that? Four, four out of five candidates endorsed by former President Trump won their elections last year up from just 57%. But this is, is this for the midterms
3: or is this for the 2016 election? There we go, 223 regular endorsements. Where are we looking at here? Well, Trump's 2022 record will stack up to past years, but
0: his candidates have won their primaries 93% of the time so far. Boom. 93% is, that's... Smashing good. That's pretty high. It's crushing.
1: That's pretty high. Yeah. For politics, that's absolutely smashing. That's... that's that's so this is the thing is
0: it's the red wave did happen but the prediction was they were going to clean the in senate. the house and in the senate yeah yeah yeah. that was the prediction
1: yeah and so that's something too it's just interesting too i mean not i'm so i'm going to jump out into january 6th uh kind of you know
0: i'm i'm kind of you can all, go there yeah okay, great go cool. and so um election fraud let's talk about election fraud we are so gonna get pulled off YouTube. This is this is gonna be good. <laughs> You're gonna get some hits today, yeah. big boy. <laughs> I've already been YouTube, yeah. and I have a love hate relationship. Yeah,
1: I bet far. they suck. And so, uh, are you on Rumble yet? No. Oh, bro. Rumble has Rumble's like, its own. It's world. choppy. It's world. They need yeah, some work. Rumble's a little. Yeah,
0: I know. YouTube's still the best place, even 100%. though they have a heavy hand. Hundred percent. Where else are you gonna go? In the heavy hand. I like that. Uh. So um. So January sixth. Uh, Well, not specifically
1: about that, but kind of touching on that. With election election fraud. fraud. Yeah. Um, I find it peculiar and fascinating that in in cards, which I call elections, big cards in certain. So in certain cards in certain states, you've got a red wave happening across the entire card, but then a pivot for governor to a Democrat. Fascinating.
3: I don't see any Republicans doing that ever. Ever. At all. I see also tickets where a red wave all the way down and pivot for the AG, and a pivot for the senator. Weird. But don't Very you think weird. that ties
0: into the, Very the importance of abortion and how many people actually want those rights and are no. afraid that if it's a red wave, it's going to take that away?
1: No, I think that anybody who thinks that's completely foolish and like halfway retarded because, and this is, and I'm not saying that you think that because of the question. I might I to, think
0: that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And, it's, and let, me, let me explain, you know, because I actually have nothing but respect for you guys. Um, and so um, this is why. What happened with the SCOTUS ruling made it to where it's now a state's issue. And so if anybody is opposed to that, what they're literally saying is that they think that any president that gets elected in, say, Donald Trump in the future, can make an executive order just banning outright from federal level abortions. So if you're cool with that, you know, hey, let's go back to not being states' rights. Or in California, where it's already a state right, it's literally part of the Constitution. There's zero to talk about here. All they can complain about is, oh my God, there's people in other states that can't get an abortion. It's like, okay, well, you, well, it's like, yeah, that's the entire way our government works. It, you know just like in certain states that there's not legalized cannabis it's because they haven't put it on a ballot there hasn't been an initiative and it hasn't passed with that republican process until it goes through that process sorry you know what i mean but where it has like in california it's like what are we complaining about here in any state where there's legal where there's legal abortion every single person there should have zero to say about abortion and its legalities because there, nothing's changed for them whatsoever from the SCOTUS ruling. It actually strengthened the fact that the state and the people and the collective there will be able to control the way that that rolls out or doesn't roll out in the future. So I mean, to we, the way I look at it is the best thing that could possibly happen because now if you don't like abortion, great, move to Alabama or wherever they don't have abortion. I have no idea. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like, that's the way i look at it it's like it's
0: like what are you complaining about it does give the power back to the states I think the which arg- the people which is the people i think mm. the argument is that what if you're in a state where it's not legal and you want an abortion and you can't afford the means to go to a state where it is legal what do you do then
1: that totally sucks for that person but it's also it's like you we're back to like what what's the what's the solve for that it's make an initiative get it on the ballot pass it and make it legal or move to a state where you can get an abortion,
0: or... But don't you think, I mean, where you are pro-cannabis, don't you yeah. think cannabis should be legal nationwide? 100%. Isn't that kind of how they stand with abortion, is that it should be legal nationwide? Um, I it's mean, It's just maybe. about this access thing. That, yeah, yeah, you should be able I to smoke a that. joint in California, and you should be able to go to Texas and smoke the same joint.
1: The difference, though, is we're murdering babies in the womb. And there's that. Like, you walk in with a baby, and you walk out without a baby
0: kind of hard to get around that one isn't it leftist really it is, difficult it is an interesting it is an interesting point we we have I, three I'm, kids i'm so a. am hmm. pro you doing whatever you want to do as long as it doesn't hurt somebody same that's my stance but same in my stance of interpreting that i also throw abortion in there like yeah you if you want to have an abortion i think an argument can be made that it gets dicey when it gets later into the pregnancy 100%. i haven't really given i mean Tried to dive too deep into that, but I think an argument could be made. Hey, nine months, maybe we should think about some other options. I mean, but if you're if you're three months pregnant and you're like, I can't raise this baby, I don't have any money. This kid's gonna have a rough life. Adoption. Yeah, but then you still have to carry that baby to term.
1: I'm sorry for you taking irresponsible decisions with your um genitals. I don't know what to say about that. But uh, the, the way I look at it is this, okay are american babies in the womb americans to be
0: Well, I guess it's a are you asking me? 100%. I think it's a it's a stance on No, no, no. I mean like literally just want that question answered. Well, is it, are american I, babies I'm in the womb I'm probably not I'm probably not the best person to, But do you? To ask I'm that. just you personally. Do you
4: think,
1: think an american baby in the womb is an american to be? Like they're going to be born and they're going to be an american because they're an american baby.
0: I I think that human life is no more or less valuable than any other life. So if you're willing to kill a deer.
3: Yeah, I agree there.
0: I think, I mean, I, late term abortions, we can make the argument. I think you should be able to have an abortion. I would say three months, that's probably comfortable. I don't know what a baby looks like at three months in the womb. But that's probably, I don't know, to me. I think the heartbeat, and it, it gets dicey because if the baby can't live on its own, is it really its own thing? I don't right? know if you have a parasite feeding off of you, which it you, technically is, which it is because yeah. it, it's living outside of that and then it's feeding right. on you. I mean, what?
3: What?
0: I mean, I, it depends I, I on see what it. you value as it. as a person and what is what is life? What is real life? The, the way that it
1: shakes up for me is this is what I what I tried. What I have a hard time reconciling is what I should say is what I have a really hard time reconciling, which kind of shaped my views is this is I view because I've had three boys right and i've 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 held my hand over my wife's stomach and i've felt them kicking from the inside from very very early on right and the experience is moving it's it's an incredible experience especially when it's coupled with later seeing them come out and then them being a person and then now them being you know 10 and 12 years old and speaking to me and having opinions and being geniuses you know and and so going through that experience the way I see it is that if you are an American woman and you have a baby in your tummy, that is an American to be, it will be born an American regardless of all factors. It will be an American, even if it's a lump of cells when it comes out and it's like nothing, it still is an American, right? Because that's the way the law works. It's just flat out when you're born on, on American soil from an American, you're an American period that's. And so, You know we have the we have the right to life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and all three of those things are being completely subtracted as an opportunity from that living being before it even has a chance to even understand what those concepts even are i have a hard time accepting that reality in any shape or form for myself personally i would never abort any child that I ever conceive. And if any woman were to try to abort it, it would be a confrontation for sure because I would literally look at them as murdering my children. But that's because I've had three children and I've, I've gone through it and I love my kids and I love my life and I live my life for my kids. A lot of the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing right now is for my kids and because of the way that they see me and because of the way that they view The things that i've done in the past couple years and stuff they see me as a hero to them at least you know and that's their their opinions are the only opinions that really matter to me and um just yeah i just couldn't i can't conceive of a reality of extinguishing all that i've experienced in their lives from happening just because of this perception at the moment that you're you're not going to be able to deal with you know what life's going to you know hand you as far as this pregnancy and this you know life to be and all these things that you know what I mean because you know the woman could be oh you know it's, I'm I'm broke or I'm a drug addict or I'm this or I'm that there's all these negative potentials that can you know overshade overshade your your perspective and your kind of judgment on how to do things in that moment and hindsight's always twenty twenty, And so like, you know, I've been in many situations where in that situation without a shadow of a doubt in my mind, I'm making the right choice. And it's only later down the road, sometimes even years where I look back and I was like, God damn it. I made a mistake. And it's just because things change and I learned. And that's why I think that those folks that make those decisions, like, I mean, the amount of abortion regret
0: is huge. And no one talks about I it. I wonder what the amount of non-abortion regret is. How many people had the kid and are like, oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is not
3: fair." out.
0: But what do you make, because you're a populist. Yeah. So you were you power for the people. Yes. What do you make of the argument where if you don't like an abortion, you shouldn't get one. But you shouldn't stop somebody else from getting one. There are, that's, that's why I like states' rights. Because it is up to the people. Correct. I mean there is a strong argument for that, yeah, right? That's, I think
1: is be- I think that what ha- when you when that SCOTUS rolling happened, I was actually in Mexico on a vacation with my wife and I was in the shower and I and I and it came up on my phone and my phone actually like audibly like read it cuz I had some thing I was messing with at the time and I was just like,
2: "Yes! Yes, states rights. Woo!" What? she's like, "What happened?"
1: I'm like, "Abortion is now states rights. It's 100% states rights." Like it's, it's, it's we, the people it's every state can decide it's the way it ought to be, you know? And I was just was like, I don't understand. I understand. And it's like, explained it to her, but that's how I feel about it. It's like States rights are huge, man. Like, um, so f- this is how powerful it is. Okay. So dovetailing back into cannabis. I don't, are you aware of the, um, I'm not aware of the exactual name of the initiative, but you had like Natalie and Ross from the cannabis growers association coming out fire comments to the board of supervisors uh in opposition to this like i can't remember what it's called maybe you can look it up it's like an initiative to like reduce the cannabis canopy size or something i think so maybe the trellis project i'm not sure exactly but it's no that's the first the trellis was the first one it's like brand new these but anyways these old these old folks down in southern humble they created this initiative they were out at the fair getting signatures and it was basically like, yo, we want to, like, eliminate these massive farms that are doing, like, these bad things to the environment. And And basically, like, they made it sound like they were all for, like, small businesses and small cannabis farmers. But when you really look into the nitty-gritty of the, what they were saying, it was going to eliminate, like, the massive amount of farms that are here. And it was actually mischaracterizing what you would call, like, commercial and industrial cannabis to make it seem like it wasn't what it actually is, you know? And so. They're out there spitting fire comments about it and like, you know, in passing and stuff and, or, and on the board of supervisors. And I was just there and I was super impressed by them, by both of them. But, uh, I lost my train of thought thinking of their, their public comments. They were that good. Um, let me think about what I was saying. Basically about how it goes into abortion. And, and so they have, okay. So yeah, that's what it is. The power of, of we, the people they made this initiative and they got, I think like 4,000 or 7,000 signatures somewhere right in there. And because they got these signatures and they were all verified signatures, the board of supervisors now has to either accept the initiative as is or put it on the ballot for 2024. Right. And so that's how powerful it is. Like any of these States where there's not abortion, any collective group of people can do this. They can write an initiative. They can get with initiative writers they can do this i mean if these if that old lady and that old dude can do it i mean you go watch on board supervisors in the video though if they could do it you could do it i could do any of us could do it like what i learned that day was like wow i could uh write an initiative for literally whatever i want and get seven-ish thousand some kind of thousands of signatures and make it a thing you know like it blew my mind like i didn't know it was that easy you know and so that's that's kind of where we're at, you know, with this whole abortion thing It was like I think that it's back to a place where it's actually in a good space because we, the people collectively in each state can define the future of that state in terms of
0: abortion, cannabis, what have you. But don't you think there's there are some things that supersede the state power and should be like marijuana? I I think that marijuana should be legal across the board. I don't <laughs> care if a state doesn't agree with it. It should be legal the board alcohol is legal i also think it's le- it's re- it's retarded that some states you can't buy alcohol certain days or after certain times yeah if you're an adult and you're of legal age buy whatever you want whenever you want right but that's a power that i think should supersede the state jurisdiction the, and we do have certain things like that yeah. where it's hey big daddy's coming in the federal government we're gonna make this decision and it's the law of the land Right. right um that
1: that's not supposed to happen which is kind of fascinating which is something i learned when dovetailing into all this kind of stuff uh which was i was looking into a second amendment um court case and i was writing a paper on that or a blog piece on that and uh really fascinating um i didn't know this but the states came before the federal government and the states made the federal government right and so the federal government is subservient to the states so there's no way, without the states, I can't remember the actual words, like, abjugating. I think it's their power to the, you know what I mean? Basically, they're like, ah, eh, yeah, you know, that's the only time, technically, when the federal government's supposed to reign. And it's also, they, they take care of, like, the entire continent as a whole, like, the entire collective as a whole, and then also interstate um, commerce and stuff like that.
0: But isn't, I mean, the Second Amendment's an even better example. Some states say you have to have it 10 round mag which Mm -hmm. is retarded it is but they say that Mm -hmm. shouldn't the federal government come in and say hey no you Mm -hmm. can have any capacity mag um right wouldn't that be a superseding power of them making that decision even though some states say hey we voted on this we want 10 rounds um I, i believe that all of the states that have made um laws to
1: date from this point forward any like California for example all laws that are restrictive um further than the second amendment basically applies like all of those are going to have like hardships going forward because the the scotus ruling was basically that now they have to find a historical precedent a classical historical precedent where back in the time when the second amendment was written that they can point back and go like yeah yeah, yeah they, they've done things like this before And that's why this makes sense, because they've done this before. And so, like, just recently, dovetailing right back into cannabis in Florida, this is, I mean, this is because I ran a news organization. I'm constantly fed shit, right? And so, like, uh, in Florida, there's this case, the Second Amendment case, right, where the the federal government and the department uh, or the state, what was it, the ag, the state ag, what was that? The state department of agriculture. I can't remember her name. Nikki Friedman. Yes. I think it's Nikki Friedman. Uh, the state department, the Florida department of agriculture. I think her name's Nikki Friedman. She is on a case, a second amendment case. And it's basically, um, where the federal government, the, the Biden DOJ is telling them that, Hey, marijuana smokers, marijuana, uh, growers, They cannot own a firearm, right? And so what it is is when you fill out to go to firearm, you fill out the ATF form, right? And then there's like a part on the ATF form where it says like it used to be like, oh, you know, if you're addicted to drugs, you're addicted to these things, then you know, click here and they're going to deny you the ability to buy a firearm, right? Well, they changed it to where underneath that it says asterisk, even if you're lawfully consuming marijuana or you're lawfully doing this as you know. You know, voted in blah yada yada. This doesn't matter to us. You're still breaking the law. You should probably check this and get denied your firearms. Basically, so they're basically is like, like the the Biden DOJ is like, yeah, cannabis growers, cannabis smokers, marijuana smokers too dangerous to own a firearm. We should probably add this clause. This is a brand new thing that's been added to the ATF in the past like two years. Okay, and the firearm thing, and so they're suing him over that. And they asked him, hey, what's your historical precedence for? Know, for this change, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, we've restricted firearms from people like Catholics and Indians before in the past." Literally using the word Catholics and the word Indians, which was happening right in the entire time of Alan Bongio's a racist You gotta, you the gotta find this, any? Yeah, yeah, us yeah. go to my website. It's, it's on. It's uh It's one of the blog posts I wrote. Yeah, and so yeah, it's a hundred percent fact. And so uh what is it? It's it's the one. Uh, I think it's a uh, Biden DOJ. Uh, if you go to Las Cos Biden, DOJ, marijuana smokers, too dangerous. But don't like you think
0: there's an argument to be made that it's almost like, which people love to do is cherry pick their side? <laughs> that, yeah, marijuana, gun rights should be enforced by the federal government, but abortion should be up to the states. <laughs> but if states say, well, maybe we want to limit Second Amendment rights, like New York's a great example, too. New York and California are up there. Yeah. Should they have the power to do that? If the people in that state vote, we don't want guns or we don't want That's, these round mags. You cannot vote away your constitutional rights. We, people have tried. They've tried. People try. They try. California's been trying for a long time, and it's been effective. We have yeah. ten round mag limits. I think those are I think though. Oregon. Yeah, but I think Oregon just voted one in. Yeah, a ten round mag limit.
1: Yeah. All of them are going to have like. So what it is is like you can pass the initiative, you can vote it in, they can start doing it, and then me and you have to now sue them have to now sue the yeah, state, and then it has to go
0: California's had that and I think a judge yeah, right there. a judge recently or a year or two ago said it's unconstitutional, but it's still in effect. Mm-hmm. So what, it's just in effect for the next twenty years. The judge just keeps halting it or it's basically until it's there, until it shakes out in court
1: and then like the, then it goes all the way up to the Supreme Court and then the Supreme Court's like, Yeah no you have to have a historical
0: precedent for this.
2: So this is court. this is your side. This is low co yeah. populist. Yes yeah, sir.
0: Are marijuana users inherently dangerous in the year 2022? See if you can find if you scroll down just a little bit. It's right there. See, Freed versus Garland, right there. That's the case. Um, The story revolves around a lawsuit, Freed versus Garland, filed in the Northern District of Florida by Agricultural Commissioner Nikki Freed in her official capacity as the Commissioner of Agriculture against the Department of Justice. This case explicitly targets the United States Department of Justice's denial of ATF dash four four seven three forms submitted by persons who are medical marijuana patients and recreational recreational users who answer the form honestly about their lawful activities um which is like if you think about that it's like wow well if you think i mean (laughs) if you want to be honest the fact that you can drink alcohol and own a gun but you can't smoke weed and own a gun it's a joke yeah i mean it's it just is yeah you can smoke cigarettes and we're gonna allow that but you yeah you can't we uh, what what are are we doing here you can you can literally have prescription painkillers See, i would argue states are being kind of dumb and we need to kick that up listen i am not for big daddy coming in on all situations (laughs) because that worries me but i think there are certain circumstances where states are making poor choices and the federal government has to uphold people's freedom of choice and in line with that if you don't like abortion, if I don't like abortion, whoever doesn't like it, whatever, however you feel, it doesn't matter. Don't get it. If you don't like it, right. don't get it. And I'm willing to go out. I love hunting. I'm gonna kill a deer. I'm gonna take a buck. If you, I think there should there an argument. I don't know. I I think an argument could be made. Restrictions. I think three weeks is crazy. That oh yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. How many people don't know they're pregnant at three weeks?
1: I I, I just think it should just be like. Just it should be use case. Use case.
0: Yeah. But, even, but only use case in in pretty severe circumstances, like rape 100%. and incest. 100%. Well, what if you get somebody pregnant, they're addicted? I wouldn't want my kid being born to a meth addict or a prostitute. I, I wouldn't mean, want it do? either, but I wouldn't
1: want to murder their kid either.
0: Like, I don't see that as the answer. Like, to me, it's like... But what about the... What about... I mean, foster care is terrible. It's not perfect. The it's, world's not it's perfect. It's pretty bad. Yeah, so in keeping up with that, shouldn't we say, well... No. If you're under kid, 3 months, under 6 months. Murder
1: the kid. Save him and save him this terrible potential life. What if he grows up to be a
0: Ben Carson? Listen, I could say honestly if I'm in the womb and shit's not looking great for me, take me out of the game. Coach <laughs> pull me out. I'm not, <laughs> not going to feel like, any two ways about I'm, it. I, I like I I'm not going to beat you up about your disposition. Yeah, but honestly, you know I mean? I'm I'm not a dad. So I mean, yeah. I can I can only speculate cuz I've never had a kid. I've Have been one, in situations awesome. where well, yeah. We're going I'm going to wait especially a little bit the on making that. the kid part. That's that seems like the best part, but it it's is the amazing. Af- it's the effects that come <laughs> after that you're like. I love my wife, but I mean it's interesting where you are this this power to the people, and it doesn't seem like so you are anti-abortion, but with stipulations with uh, rape, me personally with rape and me incest. personally
1: i me donny creekmore's anti-abortion with some, with some stipulations as far as lost coast populist is concerned we're a populist platform and we're also i like the little
0: disclaimer going out here. well
1: i, I, did, I just don't want people thinking that lost coast Populous is like an anti-abortion platform you know what i mean if someone wants to write a pro-abortion opinion piece i'm going to totally publish it i'm not going to edit it a bit you know what I mean? But, I'll even search engine optimize the thing.
0: But where I'm going with that is you are anti for yourself with stipulations, but yeah. you are not anti states ratifying it if a majority of those people want it. No. Yeah, that's that's perfect. You just, that's beautiful. Want, you just want the people to have the say
1: 100 percent, 100 percent. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. If, if the people in Ca- like, like I am 100 percent OK with the people of California saying abortion's legal. The people have spoken. That's that's the end all for me. That's like I, there's nothing I can say.
3: The people have spoken.
0: I mean, there is an argument for that. Why don't you know, why doesn't every state just. Yeah. Enforce their own legality of abortion.
1: A lot of it is, is it takes work and it's back to the people don't and, like work. That's I swear. The, dude, that's the hard part it's bro. And it's back to the volunteerism. The overwhelming majority of all these folks we're talking about are volunteers just like me and these central committees going to these boring meetings, not knowing what the hell they're doing. They, those are the people that become politicians. It's like a, it's a fascinating road to walk, bro. I mean, it's like, I mean, I never wanted to be I, OK, look, before I moved to Portland, Oregon, like seven years ago, I never would have ever done anything like be on a podcast talk about politics openly have a news website give a shit about politics at all I used to be an independent nihilist I used to think that voting was completely a conspiracy that it was just there to to make us all feel like we have a say but really all pred- presidents and all politicians are selected not elected I 100% had that like I was after I I volunteered for Ron Paul's uh campaigns after I saw what happened to him, I was so disenfranchised that was like my entire. I was like, "Fuck this! It's broken. It's bullshit!" Right? Moved to Portland, Oregon, lived there through the entire Trump presidency. Completely shaped my political views today. Yeah. In Portland, Portland, Oregon. Absolutely. Like I, I lived my life in the Central Valley of, of California, Modesto, California, so I was born and raised. I moved to Portland, Oregon, because of an opportunity uh, selling fertilizer at that time too cannabis growers and then um you know that was going great and everything like that it was more or less the city itself taught me kind of like who i was politically and and in a bunch of really interesting scenarios that just kind of came about <clears throat> because like i didn't vote for trump the first time you know what I mean? i didn't vote at all i was very like are you fucking kidding me hillary clinton versus trump like is this a real thing like this is a movie this is like Of course she's going to win. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's not even, she's got it in the bag, like against Trump, like a TV guy, you know, like I just wouldn't even give it a second. I did love his, I watched both of the, the big, you know, hoo-ha debates and I did love those as, as an entertainment factor, but I wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to vote for this guy. This is what the country needs or anything like that. I was so just like, this is bullshit. This is more evidence of my theory that this is bullshit. Right. Like this, this supports my nihilism. Right. And then uh i'm i'm i remember this night it was so it's such an incredible incredible experience it like literally shaped me so i'm driving around trying to find apartments all day and houses to rent and stuff in portland raining like i've never experienced in my life i mean just just like it's like split pea fog version of rain i was like is this real What is this ridiculous you know like the ocean just like it was just insane and so i'm just driving around and then I'm finally, I get to my last place. It's dark. I'm going back to my hotel and I'm driving uh, down into the city from like Southern Portland. And like, right as you kind of like come into Southern Portland on five, it kind of like curves and it goes along the river and you can see the whole cityscape on the right-hand side. It's a beautiful view. And, and right as I took that turn, it was like the whole fricking freeway just stopped. Right. And I'm talking like that freeway is like 12 lanes, like six lanes on each side. And just dead stop to my end and crickets, not a single car on the other side. And I was like, what in the fuck is happening? Right? Bear in mind you, I'm like, don't pay attention to politics at this point in time. It was it was the the day after the news came out that Trump won the election, right? Okay. So this is the night after. Okay. And so I'm and so I'm like sitting there in, in just dead traffic for like literally an hour without moving. I'm a karaoke enthusiast. So I'm like, okay, fuck, what am I going to do? I guess fucking karaoke bar or something, you know? And so I get on Google Maps and I find a karaoke bar and I start just like, you know, moseying my way to, this, to the right divide. And then I finally get to it and I get down the right divide. I drive down the right divide for like way too long and finally get on the exit and boom, I'm like, and I go to this karaoke bar. I was like, sweet. Go up. At that time I drank, ordered my, uh, my um, at that time, what was it? It was vodka. Vodka, soda, lime, gray goose. Yeah, I like the gray goose. And he's
0: over here shaking his head. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's like, yeah, gray goose, lime, that's good.
1: And so like, and so I got one of those, and I pounded it. I ordered another one, and I look up at the TV.
0: And I was like, holy shit.
1: And it looked like New York City, and it was just like a fucking riot, dude. Like, people starting things on fire, throwing shit through windows. Like, I mean, literally, I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And I was like, bro. I pointed up at the TV to the bartender. I'm like, bro. New York is fucking lit right now. And he was like, New York, that's outside. I'm like, huh? And immediately it cuts to the freeway and they've literally got like cars on fire and all this stuff and they've like, and all these people have like Antifa have like lined up and they've completely stopped the freeway. So the reason I was stuck in traffic for two hours was because of a bunch of leftists standing out on the freeway, thinking that that was the, thinking that there's these geniuses Right? Fucking geniuses, right? Let's stop the traffic in Portland because you know what? All the Trump supporters are in Portland and all these voters, we're gonna really show the Trump voters, dude. Like, what did, what did Trump get like 10% in Portland, probably? You know what I mean? Like, they're literally stepping on their own people's dicks. You know what I mean? Like they're literally causing their own like Democrats and liberals. Ninety percent of those were in the traffic with me. You know what I mean? I was one at the time, and like you know, I was a registered Democrat at the time. You know, I was yes. You know, so it's like fuck my life, dude. I was just like, what's wrong with these people? And that's when that's what got me. It piqued my interest. I was like, fascinating. What is happening here? And then like, uh, like two three weeks later, there was like a riot downtown, another one, and I was and, and I hear about it. And I told my wife, I'm like, I'm gonna go check it out. She's like, why? And I was like, it's interesting. I've never lived in a town that's had riots like weekend after weekend before. I'm interested in seeing what in the world is happening in the city we live in. You know what I mean? And so I started going to the riots and paying attention. And that's when I like discovered there, there's like this guy, Patriot Prayer. I Can't think of the dude's first name at the moment. But that's the like he was called himself Patriot Prayer on Facebook. And and he and then a bunch of guys, some of them were part of, some of them were Proud Boys, and, and 100%. They would always have like these rallies. And they would have these rallies. And when I go down, it all struck me as theater. And, and this is why they they'd have two city blocks like this and then have them squared off. And you could enter this side right here and get searched and everything like that to go in and listen to their speeches or whatever on the Proud Boys side. And then this side is like a fenced off area where they would allow people in that were like the the protesters and the Antifa, whatever. And when I'd go down there, I'd watch it and I'd be like, that's really weird, like unnatural, like, you know what I mean? Like, like portion portioned off and always sep- like literally every single time it was always separated like they would just keep them separated and i know that they would like have violent brawls afterwards and stuff like that and they probably didn't want that to happen during the actual event but it always struck me as like okay here's the setup for the cameras so the news can come and they can be like oh here's these guys in town and then now that these guys are doing their little speak their speech to like maybe 200 people it gives the predicate for all these people to say that they're the enemy and to show up in mass to protest. Oh my God. White nationalists? And ah, racist. you know? And so they come out there and they're feverishly just, ah, you know, and it's just like this emotional outpouring over nothing. And it's all just seems to me like it was just the only thing, the only people that are really benefiting is the news. Like they the news gets like all this content they get they get two different sides they can pin off of each other, which is what they do. You know what I mean? And I was like, wow, this is really a fascinating situation. And so that's kind of like that. And then, you know, Trump being elected, which is, I, I, I surmised that by my own research in 2016, that he was actually elected. And that's what like broke down and shattered my worldview of nihilism, of like people actually get elected. Holy shit, this guy was literally elected. Like, but I went and saw like, YouTube videos of people standing in lines and precincts in the snow and just like miles and miles of lines and stuff and so I was like, wow, this there's actually some you know what is it video evidence to 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 back up like the landslide you know and that's why I was like, holy shit, maybe voting is a real thing and so then I started going back and watching his 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 speeches his his previous MAGA rallies in 2015 through 2016 I watched all of them actually and then I watched all the debates and the more i watched the more captivated i got the more fascinated i got the more interested i got not not in the man in what he was doing what his goal was i was always trying to figure out yeah he's saying this yeah he's doing this what's the goal what's the end goal where's he where's he taking the country where does he want to take the country you know and then when he became elected and we saw what he did in the un we saw what he did with the paris accord all these things, uh, every single one of those, I cried every time. I was like, finally, a populist. Finally, a real populist. Finally, a nationalist that I go, thank you, globalists. Thank you so much for your 30, 45 years of failure. We're going to go ahead and take care of our nation now. Go fuck yourselves. Thank you very much. It was so glorious to watch. Like his, his speech to the UN. Oh, God. I was I like watched it three or four times because it was so amazing just to see him literally go up and to talk to all those tyrants the world world around and go like yeah thanks but no thanks especially right after the tail end of obama basically being the apology the
0: oh i'm so sorry so sorry for america i'm so sorry we're racist i'm so sorry for the colonies and the colonialism oh my god i'm sorry for the wars it's like no dude there's
1: no apologies it's just move forward sorry the history sucked yeah, it's not perfect. Yeah, we had racism, but we are the ones that ended it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we had slavery. Yeah, but we're the ones that ended it. You know, it's like they always it's like the uh, the 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 leftists, they always try to make it to where America is the enemy. And all it does is it fits directly in the hands of globalists. And that's that's why I fell in love with Trump
0: and as far as his his policy and his movement. That idea of the globalists is it's pretty common, right? this idea that there there's this group of global elite running everything behind the scene do you subscribe to that not in that simplistic way but i mean you could say that but i mean
1: it's it's i don't so i think it is more of kind of an orgy if 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 you like sense. a literal
0: orgy yeah okay
1: yeah like a but but not in that they're actually having sex but in a in, in kind of like a literal orgy in in the use of a metaphor okay where and then it's it's kind of like a um thanks brother so you have you have powerful factions right like Trump he's a billionaire right well George Soros is a billionaire right they're both doing things with their platforms to alter the course of politics both nationally and internationally right and so that's the way I kind of look at it it's like in in our own government you've got people i i look at people and i watch their i watch how they vote and what they say and and the consistency means everything to me if if any like okay so matt gates matt gates to me is the the peak perfect populist um candidate if you want to look into a guy that i think is the absolute superb like firebrand amazing populist candidate it's him i mean took zero money from PAX, took zero money from anybody. And he, no one owns him. He doesn't owe anybody shit. He just goes in there and he calls it how it is and he everything's about the people. He wants to see, you know, it's like, that, that. that's what it is for me. And so like, do I think that there's an elite group that is ruling the world? No. But do I think that there are elite groups and that some of them are part of certain groups and some of them are not a part of groups and that they all fight together for their own little pieces of a big gigantic pie? and that is what i call the orgy of cor- of 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 corruption absolutely and do i think that they would love to dominate me and you and to dominate you know the plebs of the world and to suck us of every single last bit of resource that we could provide them absolutely why wouldn't they that's i mean that's that makes sense you know it's the whole thing of usury you know and so like you know you've got things like the great reset are you familiar with this
0: uh, it's it's come up a couple times it's literally. Do you want to do explain what that is?
1: Yeah, I mean, we could read it. Um, it's literally uh Le, uh schwab. What is it? Something less schwab. This guy, he's uh he's a character. So he uh uh there's this document you probably look it up called Lockstep. That's probably the best thing. Great set, great reset, lockstep. I should have probably sent you guys stuff before
0: I came on. Well, to well, be fair, we didn't know where this was gonna go. That's true. Fair enough. That's all part of the fun. Yeah, it is, yeah. So the great reset. My understanding is that. <clears throat> a a portion of the global elites want to essentially reset the world mm-hmm. and create one unified government and mm-hmm. and that yeah. that's the cashless system. Leader of the free world, yes, yeah. centralized mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. digital currency, all that. Totally, yeah. That's <clears throat> what it is. Is that how you would describe it? Oh,
1: that's definitely. I mean, they say it in their own words. I mean, I don't, it's not something I made up. Like, I if we if we I could bring up the lockstep document and we could read it, and you'd be like, holy shit, because it was written, like, I think, like, six years before COVID, but it basically ex- explains the entire rollout of what happened in COVID to a T.
0: Actually, let me see if I can pull and it And so back. this document, who, who wrote this document? What is Uh, That was. Is this just a bunch of Ro- It was, like, a think tank, tank
1: Rock, Rockefellers and Swabs, and it's like a, it was, like, basically made by a think There you go. He got it right there. Is this it? Rockefeller Foundation. The Rockefeller
0: Foundation, annual report, president's letter is this lockstep this is a 56 page document (laughs) (laughs) we're not gonna have time to come through all this basically in lockstep um it wait scroll back up there for a second right there at the index um sowing the seeds of africa's green revolution driving sustainable and equitable transportation policy building strong systems um so you you buy into that? You think that there's some underlying plan that I would they s- want to create this centralized,
1: s- unified government for the world? I wouldn't say I buy into it. I just say that the evidence is out there, and it can be anybody who's interested in like knowing it for a fact can just spend the time researching. It. It's not anything that's my ideas. Um, you know, like the Great Reset is actually a book written by the gentleman that people claim are are behind this conspiracy. He literally called it the Great Reset. You know, um, there. All kinds of um, politicians the world over, I can give you like a compilation video of them basically explaining the Great Reset, saying that word, the Great Reset, with um, branding behind them that says the Great Reset, explaining the very things that we just, like said, were factors of the Great Reset, you know, and so you look at like, you look at like the... Uh, San Francisco, they just had um, robot police were given the ability to have I, deadly I force. Saw
0: the, I saw the headline, I, I yeah. did not read the article. Yeah. So, we're we're putting
1: everything together for everybody the best we can. Uh. So, um. rewind it back a little bit. Uh, have you ever seen the show Dark Mirror?
0: Yeah. Black Mirror?
1: Yeah, yeah. Metalhead? Have you yeah. seen that episode? Yeah,
0: where the dog's tracking that girl. Holy shit.
1: Right? So, yeah.
0: If you're listening,
1: definitely watch that. Don't watch it before you go to bed. Nightmare stuff. Um. Yeah. And so, if you go on the article that we wrote about the robo, a uh, RoboCops, right? There's a video on there of during COVID, them using them save robot dog, robot dogs. They were going around in China with 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 loud with loud phones attached to them, literally like saying, "Stay inside, wear a mask, get vaccinated, stay inside." Robot dogs going down the street, making sure that everybody, because China's like fully totalitarianism, right? So if you want to get an idea of kind of like of what, you know, these folks might want to do, you can kind of hear them say it when they when they kind of praise China and they say, "Oh, China, look at the model, China's the model of the future." There you go. There's your great rate set, guys. If if anybody says China is the model of the future, China is the exact opposite of the United States in every single form. Like if China was concrete, you know, uh, America would be mud, you know what I mean? Or water, you know, like it's literally two opposite ends of totalitarian and free and Liberty, you know? And yeah, so that's, I mean, the great reset, if, if you don't believe in the, if you, okay, one thing, there's no belief in the great reset. You either know about it or you don't know about it. There's no buying into it because it exists. You either know about it or you don't know about it. And that's the facts of the matter and and the news media you'll try to search for it and they'll try to make it sound all funny you have to dig deep you have to find the actual papers and look into the actual things and read the 75 page pdf documents and then you'll realize that alex
0: jones was right about everything well don't say that because he just got fined for the, the sandy <laughs> hook, he just got he just got bodied yeah that was in bullshit. Court for that, that you was think bullshit 100 percent bullshit the the sandy hook stuff yeah, hundred percent bullshit. Do you believe in Sandy Hook? Do you think that really happened?
1: Not even the factor. The you... factor is, is. Oh,
0: now we're def. Now we are definitely getting pulled off YouTube. You know,
1: so to me, to me, it's not even belief in the Sandy Hook thing, or even it's the, the fact that you have a journalist being fined for having to make a retraction.
0: Okay, we can unpack that. But do you, do you believe that Sandy Hook happened? Yeah, of okay, course. Okay, okay. Yeah, we I mean, have to preface I, that because people honestly, are going to hear you say that. I don't and really start have
1: a, I honestly really don't have an opinion on it. You
0: know what I mean? But we can agree that kids kids were shot i'm sure yeah okay yeah that's so like i don't
1: don't even know enough about his allegations just to be fair to be
0: a hundred percent i don't either yeah from what i've heard and this is completely unfact checked, is that (laughs) people are upset that he was saying it wasn't real that it was a fed op that it never happened that the parents are liars They were hired by the government.
1: Yeah, and I I don't see how his First Amendment right didn't cover him as freedom of press and freedom of speech to say those things. Like, you can say... I can say, like, you know... The Growing Pains podcast doesn't exist and Nick Fuentes is a complete charlatan and this I don't even is know all who Nick just Fuentes is. sorry. I my just name. had sorry. to jump on that. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Um,
0: it's a buddy, buddy the, there there is an argument for that that, <laughs> that <laughs> I that the, way, No, good. you're yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> I had to jump. I couldn't just let that slide. There is an argument bit. that slander is not protected, right? I wouldn't call it slander. You wouldn't call it slander. No,
1: he's not slandering anything.
0: He's just saying I think you think it's real, I think it's fake.
1: You know what I mean? He's not saying the, that they're assholes or something and that they're terrible you, people. A dog whimpering. Oh, was that of. a dog? Okay. I, heard I don't it. know. It like a
0: um, I thought I heard something. Um, can I use the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. We can take... Andy, do you want to take him across the street and let him in and I'll just, just, just cut to take my the camera? The yeah, you're too. good. Yeah. Um, I'll just I'll just monologue here for a sec. Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, you're good. Alright, cool. Um, yeah. The, <laughs> that's all part of the fun, right? Of going yeah. live. Um... I need to look. I need to look into the Alex Jones thing because I I am so unversed on that. I got in a discussion with my parents actually about it the other day, um, and I don't know how. I think their, you know, their information from that is CNN, not a knock, but I think that's where they're getting their facts from. That I have done zero research, even outside of that, I haven't even watched the CNN stuff about it. But there is an argument to be made. What is free speech? What do we allow and what do we not allow? Hate speech, right? That comes up a lot. Should we allow hate speech? Is that protected under the First Amendment? Slander. I know Canada's a little more strict than we are, but... what What do we want to allow? I... I don't know if I would be a free speech absolutist. I've been called that. I think free speech is important. I think eroding free speech worries me i think mean, that gets dangerous i should not be monologuing but i'm gonna because just me in the studio right now you have to be able to talk to people you have to be able to voice your opinions you have to be able to say what you think what you feel and you can be dead wrong and most of the time you probably are going to be dead wrong i'm wrong 90 percent of the time but you have to you have to be able to put that out there so that somebody can counter you with better information. Silencing people, censoring people. That worries me because I don't think it leads anywhere good. When you silence one group, when you censor one group, it just feels like problems start to arise from that. And who gets to decide? If if we said, okay. We're going to censor misinformation or malinformation or whatever you want to call it. If somebody said that and we all said, that's a great idea, we should censor things that are not true. Who gets to decide what's not true? Is it you? Is it me? I wouldn't trust myself to censor everything. I wouldn't trust you, no offense, whoever's listening, to censor all that stuff. Who gets to decide? Are we going to have a board of truth? We saw how well that worked out. What are we, who gets to decide? AI, maybe, I don't know, that could be an option, but who are we going to give the power to dictate what is true and what is not true? I mean, regardless of how you feel, I should not say this, but I'm going to because we go there, regardless of how you feel about COVID, some things that were said about masks and about the effectiveness of the vaccine, regardless of how you feel, some things that were said at the time that were deemed true, turned out not to be true. And vice versa, that were deemed not to be true, turned out to be true. You had Rachel Maddow, and I love this example. She was on primetime TV saying, if you get the vaccine, you cannot get COVID and you cannot spread COVID. And that was a fact when she said that. I mean, come on, what? Look at where we are today. So imagine we censor, which was what happened. We censored opposing views. But times change. Information changes. The science sometimes can change, especially when we're in a situation like that where things are developing rapidly. But if we start censoring, what happens if we censor the wrong thing? I think a great comparison of that is with the prison system. Is it better to lock up nine guilty people and one innocent person or not have any innocent people in jail and not
3: lock up all of the criminals. What do you what do you do to that? Where do you draw the line? And it gets it gets dicey. And we got these guys back.
0: Perfect timing. My monologue was starting to run a little dry. I went off, I went off from Alex Jones. I started talking about COVID again. Yeah, can you snag me another one? I started going down the COVID rabbit hole, so it was perfect timing. Oh, yeah. Um yeah. Sorry so, about that. So, so no, that's good. That's all. That's not going be battle of being live. Not right? gonna be comfortable. There gets. I like just Fiji. He's, this good he, on top he, of it. Andy's on it. Andy's. Yeah I, like it, yeah.
1: I want. I want an Andy. Yeah. yeah. Everybody <laughs> needs an Andy. <laughs> I'm my own engineer. I've been like sitting here like,
0: and yeah. okay, we're going. Yeah. That's how I started. Andy came on at 87 with Whitney Ogle. I think it was Andy, and we've never looked back. Wow. Yeah. I know. I I feel that way, too. It's, yeah. I couldn't do it now without Andy. Andy's Christian. Yeah. Impressive. You'll get, I mean, you're there right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain kind of romanticism about doing it all yourself. Yeah. But then you start bringing, if you find the right people, I lucked out and found Andy, or Andy found me, actually. It's just so much easier, because now I can focus on the conversation. Right. He can focus on the tech, and it's just like you're in sync. Yeah, like I
1: can't I can't go live yet right now just because of the amount of stuff that like happens. You gotta check the
0: audio levels, you gotta make sure you're balanced with your guests audio. So much. I didn't start going live really until Andy came on. I did split screen for a while where we'd be these tiny little boxes on the screen and we'd go live. I did see those. Yeah, I saw some yeah, of those. Yeah. yeah, that's that was pretty recent, but
1: I, I learned um I don't know if we want to talk about this right now. But uh what is that? Do you guys use OBS? Streamlabs. Streamlabs. Oh, interesting. So like I found like because I'm all about like free open end software. I'm always like looking at that first. And so I found like this uh, open broadcaster system. I think it's called or op- open broadcasting software. Is that
0: OBS. OBS. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, it has like this really cool feature in it that I just learned about that you can kind of you can give your guest a lapel mic and you can get a lapel mic for you and then you can make it to where it will turn the cameras based upon the, the trigger of that person speaking they do these,
0: have these are worthless for it though yeah they do have the software i've never tried it because i had i've always had mics like this i never yeah. went straight lapel or plugged into the system in that way but yeah i think that i i don't know how effective it is but it, it would be worth a shot and the lapels only for a camera trigger too I think that's it. Do you have to have it plugged into your camera or can you plug it in right into your computer? I'm still a virgin on that. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't gone too deep. I was just like,
1: fascinating. That might be something for me. You know, like, like I have a technical engineer,
0: you know, like. There's a thing, too. We just got this Roadcaster. Is that the new one or the. That's a new one, huh? I think that's the new one, but it has those. I don't know what you would call them, jingle pads. And. You can switch scenes with that. You can hook it up. I'm pretty sure for OBS, too, but for Streamlabs, so you just press one of those and cut back and forth. Re- so the the little pads right yeah, there? Yeah, you see how there's a light wow. on them? And that's how Andy's switching right now. Is no kidding. Them. Yeah. Dope. So for Solo, because I was looking into that before Andy came on. You can see it right there. Yeah, yeah. And he just cuts by pressing wow, it. I that's was looking so cool. into that before I got Andy, because then you can kind of run it. I wasn't sure how effective I would be trying to focus on the conversation and cut but that's a pretty simple way to cut that could that might work for me i'm gonna have to look at think yeah you. it's definitely
3: work. yeah that's right yeah. yeah you guys are totally chill it's really cool so alex jones mm. that's where that's where i started my
0: monologue before i got to covid which it always ends up back at covid i don't know well, i mean phew, man what there is an argument to be made that as long as do not hate speech, right? Mm-hmm. Which isn't protected by the First Amendment. As long as it's not that, shouldn't you be allowed to say it? 100%. A hundred percent. You're free speech absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. I I like.
1: I've I've watched things and listened to things that is called that are that called that's been called straight up hate speech. but I'm like, that's not hate speech. It's Just super
0: controversial. Well, who gets to decide what is exactly what is hate
1: speech and what's not? We the people. As far as I'm concerned. You know what but I mean? what if
0: most people think it's hate speech? That's where you get into That's the, like, the gender pronouns and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, well, what is hate speech, really? That's a
1: conversation we should get into. <laughs> we're gonna, yeah, we're going to get there. But <laughs> But Alex,
0: <laughs> Alex Jones, you think, he, and I know we probably shouldn't be talking about this because we're not that well-versed on it, but you think from an abject look at it that as long as he wasn't saying anything that was hate speech, he should be yeah. not in trouble. It, the way I look at it is it was a story that
1: he got wrong. Like his, it, like if I like, just think his position was is that this was a conspiracy and that this was fake and it was all faked, right? And, and I then, think a fed up that was a big, right, and a fed off yeah, right, a false flag, which that's not slander, that's not hate speech, that's just literally a guy saying my position is the opposite of the of the status quo on this situation. You know what I mean? The the hard end opposite of what reality sh- seems to show. I think it's this, and this
0: is why, and I think he got it wrong.
1: What about and I the think inciting
0: he's dearly for I think he's it? he's paying a lot of, pull up how much <sighs> money he's paying because it's in a the billion same dollars
1: or something like stupid.
0: What about the argument that if it incites violence, <sighs> that by him saying these people are false actors, that the parents are lying, what if that incites violence against them? That people go out and attack those parents?
1: Well, that they have to show they have to show where he's intending to incite violence. So like language that incites violence and language that's intended to incite violence are two different things. Language that incites violence indirectly is covered as freedom spe- in freedom of speech but language where i'm like telling you to go to you know what i mean to be go f- fuck this person up right that's no bueno you know what i mean you can't i mean you and then this is the thing is and in, we're talking very statically about this any of us can do any of these things in the public setting and it all depends on if there's other people that are willing to put
0: consequences upon us for doing those things you know what i mean and so he's he's fine 965 965- million dollars, Insane. which is wild. You were fined almost a billion dollars for the words that came out of your mouth. What do you see there? I- I'm just curious what well, you see there. I'm worried because, and I'm sure you are too, because we're in the space where all we do is talk. And I'm me interested. and Andy especially, we just talk shit. Yeah. So the idea that you're going to catch <laughs> a billion dollars yeah, <laughs> for talking shit, that scares me. But I also yeah. recognize we are in a day and age where people's feelings are the end all and be all. No, they which, aren't. But in the in the court of public opinion, no kind they, of, aren't. they kind of are
1: though. No,
0: they aren't. You don't think so? You I don't challenge think mo- that. But you don't think most people subscribe to that idea. They might. That's they what do. I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Is that society as a whole is saying yes, we value your feelings. Yeah. That's your feelings if they feel slighted, that's on par with physical abuse.
1: I, I don't think it's a v- I don't think it's a majority. I think it's about fifty percent of of our nation and probably about 50 percent of the collective of the world probably too
0: yeah i don't know if it's a majority but it is yeah. a very vocal portion i'd say it's a loud a loud
1: minority yeah and that's what i call the left who is a loud minority to me that's, that that dove tells into
0: the whole you know um lgb movement you know we're gonna have to get th- i have to go to the bathroom because i want to yeah, we're gonna get there so andy do you want to open up your mic and you can
3: talk for a sec? I'll be right
4: back, guys. Never had a reason to use this mic before. I'm kind of stoked. Oh, you sound good. Oh, well, I know. It's the first time I've actually uh, turned it on.
1: Andy gracefully brought me to the bathroom. <laughs> I was literally dying inside. <laughs> so I, I look at him as a savior.
4: <laughs> also, I brought this video up earlier just because I thought it was interesting. I saw it earlier. But uh, you talk about robot dogs. Um Here's some uh, drone spraying some chemicals in in China, down yeah. the road.
3: I mean, it's R- like, like
1: I'm telling you, like <laughs> like if if you see that footage and you like and you're like, yeah, yeah, no, nah,
3: great reset, that's uh, nothing, just conspiracy theories, right? Like, dude, right. come
1: on, man, that's like, it's like scary shit, dude. Uh, there's so much to China, uh.
4: Is that they're spraying sanitizer? Is that what that is? That's what they say it is. They say it's sanitized. Well, I mean, who knows what it is? Just breathe in and out. It'll be fine. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, uh, that's just so yeah. insane. Let's see. Yeah, I was going down a rabbit hole earlier, going through some of these. Let's see. Yeah, they're just like, like, come <sighs> oh, on, that. God.
3: That but looks natural. Yeah. But
4: I mean what you know, why, hazmat suits?
3: Or COVID, dude. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean a part of me thinks that a part of me
1: wonders if they like they've gone over the top with their optics like this because they know that they're a hundred percent at fault for the for COVID in total. Or
3: what is that? Is that the is that their camps? It might be. Oh my god. it's unreal.
4: It's almost a movie.
3: Yeah, it is. I mean, have you seen the footage
1: of, like, all the people crying at night out their windows and stuff?
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: That's scary.
3: I mean, you can't make that stuff up. You can't fake that footage, you know? Yeah, so it's like... I I had to push back on,
1: on Nick a bit on the whole buy-in to... buying into the Great Reset because I'm like, dude, there's no buying into shit, man. <laughs> right. Like, if you don't realize that there's a great reset happening you're just not paying attention and you haven't looked into it there's no buying in it's like it's just there it's like how do you not recognize what's happening like i mean a lot of it's too is they they don't you know the news doesn't televise the the massive protests and stuff that are happening worldwide in all these different places and push back you know you only see one side we were we were going down the the china rabbit hole of like drone
3: spraying things oh, and that all is kinds a fun of one. Oh my god that one, look at that, bro. That's that's like literally out of like a Marvel movie or something. Just spraying. <laughs> the and people don't <laughs> think that that can happen
0: here. That's the craziest <laughs> yeah, part. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It, it would be... happen like that. It was about.
1: It was they. That was yeah. I think it, well, I think they wanted to ha- make it happen like that, and I think that uh, I think that things happened a little too fast on the whole COVID train and us frogs that felt the heat boiling under our feet jumped out of the pan and that kind of screwed up the whole plans, I think.
0: Well, people have just altogether forgotten that they tried to make a COVID passport (laughs) where you couldn't work, you couldn't go to certain places. Oh, I can't believe you. I like you guys. And and nobody talks about that. Nobody Mm -hmm. acknowledges Mm -hmm. they tried to have this passport. Well, there's a reason
1: that no one talks about it. It's bad for the Democrats. It's bad for the left. It's really bad for them because they were the tyrants pushing that shit. It was their you idea. Say,
0: you say left. Do you think it is the left as a whole or do you think it's a subset? Do you think it's the radical left or you just attribute it to the whole All movement? Democrats are the left to I me. Mean. All Democrats. Not
1: voters. The actual like, politicians and the people involved in actually making decisions and voting on things and doing things. Yes. The reason is this is that when you watch them, they don't fight against... like If you watch the way that the Republicans fight against MAGA Republicans... It's like, ooh, that's uh, not pretty, you know? And then you see what's happening on the Democrat side. They're like, yeah, yeah, you took over. I guess we're going to go to communism now. Yeah, sure. I could guess, you know, we were Democrat, you know, we were Democrats and we were all about the progressives and progressivism, but now we're just going to go straight into communism and Marxism. Yeah. You know, and so that's that's what they're, they're totally cool with it. None of them, they, they don't bat an eye to any of the crazy, woke, off the deep and leftist garbage that they push, you know, the Green New Deal, complete insane. Like you have like woke climate change bullshit, completely insane. Like there's there's literally scientists with with evidence that shows that it's debunked. Like there is no climate change. You know how there's no climate change is because back when Al Gore 12 years ago said,
0: in seven years the world's gonna end because the
1: ocean. Da, 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 da. And none, none of it happened. And they just keep moving the goalposts and goalposts. And before him, it was, oh, there's going to be an Ice Age. It's the same people. It's the same thing that happened with the LGBT. So this is what happens, okay? This is what I've realized. You get these movements that happen, right? The climate movement, right? You get these organizations, and they start making money, and they start getting donations, and there's jobs, and there's people's careers involved with it, and they slay a dragon. Now what? We need a new dragon to slay because we're an organization. We've got these... Offices and we've got money and payroll and stuff, and so they slay more dragons and slay more dragons and slay more dragons, and so they just create these false narratives. Like there's a like the false narrative that there's that um, there's anywhere close to a uh, movement like in the '60s as far as civil rights happening today, with any justification or relevancy, fucking laughable joke, absolute joke, laughable. Black Lives Matter, laughable. LGBTQT movement, laughable joke. There is no civil rights movement. The only civil rights the only real racism that exists that's systematic is against
0: people with white skins, especially those that have penises. Flat out. Just look at it. I mean <laughs> So we gotta open up that kind of work because yeah. that's how I found you. Yeah. Was the Redwood Pride yeah. all age drag show. Yeah. So yeah, do you wanna That was a genius idea on their behalf, <laughs> wasn't it? What's the worst that could go wrong? So, and were you part of the protesters, or you just went there just to videotape everything? And by happenstance, all this started to unfold in front of you. So, like,
1: uh, hell, a good question. So, um, uh, it was the it was the definitely the latter. Um, what happened was is when we started the website, you know, we looked and we saw that there was none of the rest of them were doing any kind of like news tips, kind of Project Veritasy type of like you got some scandals, you got some stuff throw it away. Hey, you know what? And so we opened it up and once we started pushing it out there that we got this tips at loscospopulist.com, I started getting all these anonymous tips, right? One of them was, "Hey, here's this flyer, here's this Halloween event. It's like at this place that used to be an elementary school, you know, and they're having an all-age drag show. Me and a group of people are going to be showing up with American flags. We're going to sit there and peacefully protest. We're fairly certain that You know, we might get attacked or accosted just for our presence. We'd really like for you guys to cover this, you know. And I shot it around the team, and they're like, That sounds like it's a, you know, like a beehive that we don't really want to kick, you know. And then, like, two days later, we get sent another one from another person, and they're like, Okay, I'm part of the same group. We're going to definitely be there. And, you know, here it is. And then that's, I'm sorry, the first one they said it was going to happen, but then there was no flyer or nothing attached. It was just like, This is, it was all text. And then the second one, it was like, here's the flyer, here's the link, here's the link to their Instagram where they're talking about it. Like, this is a legit thing, I have the brass tacks, right? I was captivated at that point. I'm like, okay, there definitely is an all-age drag show that's happening at this Halloween event at, um, you know, at the Jefferson Center, and this person's not lying to me, okay? And so I clicked on some of his links, and one of them led to a Facebook post. And that's where, and there was actually people on the Facebook post commenting, like, at us, like, Lost Coast Populist, you need to cover this. Lost Coast, this is, da, 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 you know, what the heck is going on? Yeah. And I was like, and that's when I replied actually as our page, like, okay, we'll go, we'll go there and we'll cover this event. And so I showed up a little late, honestly, it was kind of a bummer because, like, the protesters were already there. I really wanted to get an interview of, of, at that time, I didn't know who ran the place. But I really wanted to get an interview of whoever ran the place before any kind of action or whatever happened. Because I didn't want them to feel threatened and and deny the interview. But that that didn't ever happen because I showed up and the protesters were already there. So I was like, oh, man. So uh, I was live on Facebook the entire time with the camera that I have attached to my backpack kind of like behind me. And then uh, I also had um, a camera that I had on director mode, which kind of does the split screen on a on a cam, like front the front camera and the back camera. So it was recording me and in front of the camera at the same time. And I had that on my on my uh, selfie stick, and I was just basically just interviewing people, recording everything that was happening, and just kind of being kind of pragmatic at a, a bit at first. And then we started to get kind of accosted for even being there, and it was actually kind of fascinating because when I first got there, you know, we walk up. And the protesters are sitting to our right on this bench, and there's three of them. One of them's wearing, like, a really interesting mask, and, um, you know, they're all wearing their—they're all holding their flags, and they're just sitting there. And nothing's really happening, and I'm just kind of, like, recording it, and then all of a sudden, like, a group of the people from the attendees kind of approach the bench and just kind of just start, like, shouting at them, just kind of like, what the fuck, and da 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 and just kind of like, you know, just as you can imagine, you know? Nothing crazy. Nothing like—no— no fight or anything like that. It was just, just fuck yous and yada, 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 kind of attitudes, you know? And uh, from both sides, you know, the, the protesters were just sitting there and then all of a sudden, uh, like three different uh, fellows dressed as some kind of weird costumes basically forced themselves onto the bench in between the protesters, like pushing the protesters off the bench until there was only one. So like two of them got pushed off Because, you know what I mean? Like how you can kind of like wedge yourself into a seat beside and then the other person kind of gets popped off, you know? And they were like really heavy set people. So it was like they had like the leverage advantage. And so they were kind of just plopped down and kind of just push these like kind of skinnier dudes out. And, um, you know, and they could, I mean, you could tell from the video that they they really enjoyed the fact that they were able to kind of achieve like taking part of the bench seat back or something or whatever. It was really kind of a fascinating thing, and at that point is when I realized that there's like a drove of people walking inside, and so I turned, and uh, Adam was actually with me, and he was with me to help me out, and, as well as Ash, and I turned to them. I was like, gentlemen, I think the, the event's happening inside. You know, we should probably go check that out. This is kind of not really newsworthy anyways, just kind of like drama, you know, and so we go inside, and a lot of it is I wanted to... I wanted to see how risky it got, you know? I wanted to see if it was going to be, like, the stuff that we see across the nation where similar things are happening where parents were kind of showing up to protest and it's because some really lewd and, you know, sexual manner stuff is happening there. And much to my surprise, it was, you know? And it was even even to, even while they knew I was recording. But then it was, like, the footage that we we had, we were able to capture when they didn't think we were recording was also, like, pretty scandalous as well, you know? Like, we've got images of the main host completely uh like like all of her body from here down completely exposed in just a thong panties you know and 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 again this isn't that stuff that like shakes me or any this isn't the stuff that like I'm like oh
3: my god
1: my delicate insu you know <laughs> I'm not you know what I mean like I'm 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 very like you know yeah, I've gone to Burning Man for 10 years straight in my past. Like, I'm a very open-minded individual when it comes to these things. The, th- the, the thing was this, is that they, weren't, they, weren't, they didn't have anybody working the door, okay? It was an all-ages event, and there was toddlers, unmanaged, walking in and out of this thing, all while the dancers were dancing and things were happening. I've got video footage of young children, probably um, just from gauging, probably somewhere like between seven and maybe nine years old, handing cash tips to men dressed in sexually provocative clothing who are then twerking on other men and then acting like they kiss a guy and then rubbing this hand down the chest down to his crotch area. And then that guy's like, Oh wow. And I mean all kinds of stuff. And if, and like all by itself, if this was an 18 and over event, there'd be nothing there. Like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? I've been to all kinds of, um, what are they called? Where the, where people burlesque. Thank you so much. Uh, for burlesque shows love them think they're amazing 18 and over though you know what i mean and the whole thing the, the the whole predicate of the entire thing was that it was all ages if they had made that thing 18 and over the protesters would never have showed each and every single one of them have proclaimed that exact same thing over and over again in written statements statements to the board of supervisors statements to me in interviews i wouldn't have shown up if it was 18 and over, it wouldn't even have been newsworthy. There'd have been enough, it would have been a nothing burger. Th- this is what made it newsworthy, though, is that, and I didn't know this until after the fact because of another anonymous tip, it just so happens to be that Heidi Benzanelli, and Michael Hansen, who are chairs of the Humboldt Community Services District, Heidi Benzanelli runs the Jefferson Center. Michael Hansen was there in a dress handing, t- had, handing tips out to dancers. These two people tried to vote off Alan Bongio for saying the word Indian under the predicate that saying the word Indian is racist. But here we have these two same folks that are just completely okay with all-age drag shows where scantily clad men dress, dress in sexually provocative clothing and dance in you know very very suggestive manners for cash tips in front of children uh with the door that is unmanaged by any adults and somehow uh, abbreviating the three tribal names with the word indian it, it is racist and is worse of a, an offense than you know literally setting up an all-age drag show at a halloween thing and then claiming like it's a family-friendly event you know and so i see it as like this um the universe kind of just handed like it was basically just gifted us a thing like we had no idea that we, what we were going to record when we showed up but it gifted us all kinds of things and then we had no idea that in our recordings we would record michael hansen we had no idea that heidi benzinelli was the ran the jefferson center in advance that was just the universe just gifted that to us because we just had the guts to go there and you know show up and video it right it's a fascinating turn of events because I think the only reason that you saw any kind of pushback against us at all, any kind of things in the news are all because those two people were there because I bet you and I would agree that the underwriters of the $3.3 million grant that they got to renovate, re- uh, renovate that place. I bet that they had no idea that they'd ever use it for an all age
0: drag show. Isn't that just a community event? No, it's not an all age drag show. Well, I hear that. And I would instinctually think, well, I wouldn't take my kid there. Mm -hmm. But if you have a kid and you want to take them to an all-eight drag show. That's fine. So what's the story there? The story there is that it was open to the public. And that
1: it was a Halloween event. And and it's just anybody that's in the neighborhood or, or could just basically send your kids. Or if you say you just happen to have your kids play at the Jefferson Center on a consistent basis. That's just where they play. That day, they, lo and behold, they show up and there's this Halloween event. Awesome. And then they go inside and they're exposed to all sorts of things that their parents would object to yeah, without their there, consent. Were there any cases of that happening? I mean, I didn't interview every single person that was there. But the, the the point is this, is that it was an all-ages drag show that was open to the public. And that if it was 18 and over, as it should be, like rated R movies, right? Like, or at least NC-17, right? What the What the rule is there is that it's all good if your parents bring you and they do it and they you know and they they sign off on it. That's all the protesters were saying. That was that 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 right there was just neglected. And because that was neglected, that's a huge issue because that is a community center, it's a public event. Any child could have shown up to and walked inside unmanaged without any adult stopping them. And they could have been exposed to all sorts of lewd and and sexual sexually provocative things. And there was, at any age, that, that's, and I mean, as a parent, fuck, dude, I mean, I know you don't have kids, but I'm telling you, bro, it's like, um, I don't know, I'm
0: trying to think of an analogy with a pet. I don't even know how I could. Well, to it. be fair, I hear that, and I, I mean, I wouldn't take my kid to a drag show. Right, of course. But Me that's, neither. so that's where I struggle, because I read that's that. point. I, I didn't understand the the backlash on the stance of the protesters but i also didn't understand the backlash of the people that were there and were mad at the protesters cuz i'm like if right. you what are we getting at here if you don't think that's appropriate don't take your kid to it and if you do you're probably going to take your kid to it so it's right. like the it's up to the parent like it says more about the parent right but the the thing
1: though is that that's true in an NC17 situation too the difference is that they did absolutely nothing to guard to, they, they basically did, they basically could give a shit less about indecent exposure laws they could give a shit less about but
0: there was no to be fair there was no indecent exposure right isn't that just explicitly showing body parts i mean i watched to be fair i watched i watched your the stream of it after yeah. the fact yeah i watched the video of the drag show and it just seemed like i mean i don't want to i don't want to shit on these kids but I'm going to, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'm going to. not not, not, <laughs> not to be mean. Not to be mean, but it didn't seem like something. I mean, maybe a few of them actually rehearsed a couple times, but it wasn't like a well put together. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. Routine. It was just some kids like trying to dance to some music to try to do something to maybe get a couple bucks. And I don't know what they're going to. There's I don't footage know. we haven't released. Uh, okay, well, obviously I haven't seen that. Yeah. But from what you did release from the streams and stuff, it just looked like some... some Kids that dressed up in drag dancing to try to get a couple bucks, I don't know if they're going to put that towards the Redwood Pride or if that goes to them or what, but it's like, if you took a bunch of kids that were, I don't know, that just wanted to dance and wanted to dress up like girls or wanted to dress up like boys and for whatever reason danced in front of the public and got a couple bucks, like, that's what I wrote that off as, because it wasn't this production of people that actually rehearsed to try to do a burlesque show, which... Seems like it's way more in depth than what they did for the drag show. It's these kids that danced at a Halloween thing. Yeah, like like none of that even bothers me. See You're just saying? upset about the the underage 100%. under eighteen thing.
1: Under under it's 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 minors being allowed to walk in without anybody at the door. Think about if you go to the movies, dude. You know what I mean? Like they won't let let minors just walk into any movie. It's the same fucking thing. It's just the differences is, is that they're the. LGBTQ movement, and that they can have all these special, fu- like it's just all. It's like no one wants to. No one wants to basically talk about them. No one wants. Everybody's afraid. I'm well, not. There
0: is there is a pass, you know, for good or for worse for the LGBT. There movement. is no pass. Though. But I mean, if you go to supposedly San Francisco during Gay Pride Month, you can see dudes all walking around with clock crazy. socks on. Yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, it's disgusting. But you just that just happens. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, I just wouldn't take my kid in this area at this time? Because I don't want my kids seeing that. The difference, though, is that that happens in San Francisco where it's happened for decades. It's where... But it had to start at one point. So, yeah, it's happened yeah. for decades, but there was a point where it was the first one. Right. Was and there was the no first parent, one for Humboldt? I'm
1: going to assume that there was no parent protesters to show up and confront them in, in San Francisco. And In Humboldt, it's a different environment. So you
0: think that's what they were trying to do by protesting and say, hey, we're not okay with this?
1: Yeah, drawing a line, dude. You guys are crossing... They crossed a the line. They 100% crossed the line. There's no way around it. They, that should have been an 18 and the, the, the drag show portion of it should have been advertised as an 18 and over event with with uh, with the presence of a, uh, minors with the, and under the presence of adult can come in. That's how it should have been advertised And if it was, there would have been no protest. It's that simple. When I was reached out to, it was everything everything, every single I can, I'll, I'll send this to you after the fact every single document, every single link I got, everything that I got, was predicated on this needed to be an 18 and over event. Every single one. Not a single one of them were like, we got to go and apply pressure to this group of people or yada yada. No, we don't give a shit, honestly. Live your life. We're, we're populists. You know what I mean? We're paid. Like, th- so <laughs> here's one for you, okay? So this is how much of a populist I am when it comes to the gay community. I'm actually designing right now a shirt that is the, um, the don't tread on me snake, but the snake's going to be rainbow, and then it's going to have things on the bottom of it like gay but not woke, gay but not liberal, gay but not leftist, you know, because there's a huge difference. I know a lot of professional gays that are absolutely disgusted with the transsexual queer movement, and they reject it outright. What is a professional gay? A professional gay is someone that is like I've never
0: heard that term before. You never that heard that before. Me so off guard. Professional, like professional of being gay. No. <laughs> okay. So, I'm like, what does that? What does that mean? I heard that and I'm trying to think like what? What is professional like as opposed to acting? Like, gay? Professionals. Like, like, like professionals? No, I mean
1: like um like you know like prof- a working professional. Uh, prof- working professional. Okay. Yes. I've never heard it. I've never heard professional
0: gay. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. I kind of made that term up. I guess probably just now. Really weird term. That kind of that called me off guard. I wasn't hashtag sure if we were distinguishing gay. like there are actor gays and then professional <laughs> gays. That's like what? hashtag professional
1: gay confirmed. Now, um, basically, like gay people that that okay. So like gay gay rights and you know although there's no actual such thing as gay rights, it's just the same rights as you and I have under the Constitution and Bill of rights. Um, but their acceptance uh, by and mainstreaming of uh, accept mainstream acceptance of of gay lifestyle, right, as being part of like an accepted part of America. Right. That was a that was a legitimate civil rights movement. Hundred percent. Lesbian, gay community. Hundred percent. Right. And they achieved it. They crushed it. Right. Hundred percent during that entire time, the religious right opposition to them would constantly call them groomers and call them pedophiles. And that say, say that this is a slippery slope that's leading to situations where there's going to be grooming and pedophilia. And that's what it's all about. That homosexual men, they're predetermined, you know, more predetermined to to pedophilia than, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that was their entire, the entire predicate of the opponents of that movement back, you know, from the eighties through the late nineties. Right. And now, now it's like they're feeding directly into their hands. They're feeding directly into the hands of their opponents, and they're fools for doing so. They're absolute idiots for having all-age drag shows. The reason why is it's optically terrible for them. What it does is it makes me be able to go, don't act like groomers, you filthy, disgusting groomers. You should have that 18 and over. Why are you trying to groom children? It's disgusting to try to groom children. Those aren't your children. And, and, the, and then I can even say this. The parents that bring their kids to that are grooming their own children. See what I'm saying? It's because it's all become so acceptable. That's why. And so when a guy like me who has children, who's vehemently opposed to bringing my children to something like that, vehemently opposed to I don't even like that children are being brought to it, but I'm such a populist that I know that I can't make that position. You know what I mean? In my heart of hearts, I think it's disgusting. I think that a parent that brought their kid to that should be ashamed of themselves and that they're they're walking the line, walking the thin, thin line. They're actually walking a a tightrope, and And when they fall off that tightrope, it could fall right into child endangerment and and all kinds of nasty things like c p s calls and things like that. That's what I think you know in in a in a moral world you know but but then again i'm there's there's me personally and then there's my policy and my view and my my disposition, and then there's the way i'm gonna run my company. those are different things you know what I mean, and so like yeah, I mean. I personally, like, I see, I, I I call it the LGB-GD movement. That's what I call it. Lesbian, gay, bisexual-gender dysphoria. And the reason I say that is because the similarities between um, tranny and queer and anorexia are striking. Where if I were to come to you and say, I don't eat food and I, you know, I want you to call me a skinny person and... And my pronouns are not food eater, not food eater. You would be like, Donnie, you're insane. You have to eat food. That's an unhealthy lifestyle. You know, if I go to a doctor and I say, Doctor, I want to remove my right arm right here, cut that fucker right off right there. I identify as a man with one arm. You're obviously insane. You need help. You need some psychological help. I don't don't even know what's wrong with you. you. You can't, we can't cut your arm off, sir. Doctor, I would like to remove my penis and my balls and become a woman. Oh, my God, you're so courageous. Come here. Let's put you on the cover of Vanity Fair.
0: I mean, Am I the only one who sees a problem with this? So what do you make of the arguments of how you were painted online from the <laughs> news? Because in every, in every news article, it. it's, it's transphobic. It's hate monger. Mm-hmm. You were spewing this rhetoric that is mm-hmm. dangerous and, and harmful yeah. to this group. I mean, that's that's divide and conquer. That's just like their entire that's the that's the
1: entire uh, policy of the woke left media, which all five of the local news would fall directly into that is is divide and conquer. They also utilize the 2017 Nancy Pelosi wrap up smear pretty consistently as well. So they'll 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 add the two together and cancel culture. So it's like a mixture of this whole kind of like paradox. Thanks, brother. You're amazing.
4: On top <laughs> I took my, he's, last, he's, I he's I took my it. last
1: fucking sip and he's like, That boy needs water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, so like that's that's just kind of the way I see it. It's just uh So
0: you were expecting that backlash. Oh, hundred percent.
1: hundred percent. I actually I called it way in advance. I I I spelled out everything except for Except for the Human Rights Commission thing. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Some guy, someone called up the Human Rights Commission. These poor old people in that Human Rights Commission. I felt kind of bad for them. They called up them and they're like, there's this
3: hate group. Oh my God, out to get the LGBTQT movement.
1: We need to let out a little rapid response. Send it over to the news media. We got to let everybody know there's a hate group in Humboldt County. And oh my God, there's something to be afraid of and it's all bullshit optics it's just the same fucking Nancy Pelosi wrap up smear what they do is they they fish a lie over to some somewhat credible sounding organization that organization unbeknownst to them puts together some rapid release response not not even reaching out to the other party that's being having things alleged against them and they throw it to the media the media then tosses it all around calling the people racist and homophobes and blah blah, blah 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 and it's all bullshit and all it is is just to make it to where the average low information person that just doesn't look into all these things can just read the headline and go oh there's a fucking hate group and they're clearly racist and that's it you know what I mean oh brett watson he he clearly harassed these people he doesn't deserve to be a, a council member. Well, Brett oh, Watson. Alan I, I don't know if
0: you want to just throw out Brett Watson's name in, in your mix. Here. I like that guy. Do you? I do. He's great. I got to get that guy on because... He is awesome. You should. He, He's uh, a fantastic dude. But there's a lot. There's a there's lot There's a lot there.
1: surrounding that I, guy. I have a one-hour interview of him that I have yet to oh, release. Oh, you got to put that out there. I'm, it's, I am It's. I was going to... Um. Uh. A lot of it was just the quality wasn't I'm kind of picky with quality and like uh, it, like the amount of editing I have to go to to make the video and the audio sound like the rest of the stuff I've put out it's like a lot of work. And so Oh, I'm, you're preaching to the choir, man. I know. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, I get <laughs> it. I get it. Yeah, you know what's up. And so I told him I was like, "Hey, can we just like can I just like leave this one that I just released out and then can we just like have you in the have you in the podcast studio and like do this all over again, you know, after the fact because Things have changed too. Like, so, like, a lot of the stuff I've covered, things have changed, like, with the election and stuff. So, there's like irrelevant topics that we're talking about in that conversation now. You know, I might
0: still release it. I don't know. You should put but, it out there just, yeah, just because the transparency. It's still content. It's still, yeah, the conversation is still valuable. Yeah.
1: It's an interesting conversation,
0: but I, I got a, a lot of respect for him. He is a, the last thing I read about him. Obviously, he's in jail now, I think, still. No, right? he's, a, he's, he's a free man. Oh, he got out. Yeah, yeah 100%. He was in jail for violating a restraining order. Yeah, but it was an email thing, right? Yeah, you, you see somebody in an email. Oh my god, bro! So he he got an email
1: from a constituent with a question that was a question for the mayor, and so he forwarded it to the mayor, who was part of this, you know, uh, restraining restraining order. order. And so. Yeah, and and yeah, and so um, they thought that that was, you know, grounds to have him arrested. And
0: yeah, I read an article that there were all of these social media profiles popping up with names yeah. that were similar to people who were in positions of power yeah and they were funny. all super pro brett watson and loved him and were that's just hilarious writing for his campaign what, yeah. what
1: do you make of that i'm sure it's just someone trolling both of them do you think it's brett trolling no i mean I, I i just i think that i i think the idea of brett doing that is it's kind of it's like that's the person that they'd want to put that on it fits too easy, you know what I mean. And it's also like if you kind of put yourself in Brett's shoes, is that something you're gonna spend your time doing? You know what I mean. Depends on how much time you have.
0: People, some people have a lot of fucking time. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, I,
1: meeting the dude, I don't see him being the dude. behind Yeah, you that. have that. You have that. Yeah. He doesn't seem, he doesn't seem trolly. Like he doesn't seem like um, trolly basically. You
0: know what I mean. He's very cut and dry. Pretty cut and dry dude. Like very cut and dry. Yeah, we got we were gonna do an interview and then shit fell through and then. We totally gotta, we gotta do get to, it. Yeah, we gotta totally do on. it.
1: He, he's also uh, I don't know if he wants me to say this
0: or not. I'll probably just hold yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold, sit on that. Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> but <laughs> back back to the LGBT thing. Yeah. So the the protesters were basically labeled as hate mongers. <laughs> do you buy do you buy into that at all? Because there was some. They definitely I saw a video, and sh- uh, let me see if I can find her name. It was the Thursday night talks with Talvi Freed. I don't know what that is. It's a Access Humble, I think, program. I tried to watch it. It's it's a little painful because it's Zoom. I'm sure Alvy is is a decent interviewer, if nothing else. But the Zoom interviews are just garbage. It's just a garbage format. Yeah. And she had, I think, three other people on, and they're trying to go back, and they're cutting for breaks, and it was just not to shit on her. We all, it, she did you the could best argue, she yeah, you could argue mine are trash still, and I'm working on it. I don't think you're trash, but. <laughs> They, they threw out your name a little bit, and it was basically around what happened on that Halloween. Me personally, direction. my name? Your name came up, yeah. Fascinating. Um, I think you, you weren't painted in a terrible light. It was that you were just there as Lost Coast populace trying okay. to— Yeah, I don't think you were— That's fair. You were thrown in with the protesters. But they definitely were not afraid. I, I think I made it 27 minutes in, and they were not afraid to shit on the protesters. Oh, yeah, of course. But
1: there's a reason for that. When
0: you were there, though, was there anything... Because in the audio that I heard, they were throwing the word pedophilia at the people organizing it. 100%. They were throwing groomers. 100%. percent i back that up. You'd back that? 100%. They were acting like pedophiles and groomers. By because having all, it was
1: underage. 100%. Drag show. This is what it is. So you don't go like you guys are doing mean things and their things are wrong. You got to know you, you, you say the thing that they, that's going to sting them worst. And you say the reason you're doing these things and that's what makes you this. And the reason is because you're, you're, you're drawing a line in the sand because they're, they've already crossed it. And so what you're saying is you cross this line. This is the line. And I'm going to explain to you is that now I see you as pedophile. Now I see you as groomer because Why do you need to dance like this in front of children? What is, what is, what is it that's so, where's the need? Where's the emergency? You explain it to me. Why why do children need to have adults dance around in sexually provocative manners and accept cash from other adults and children in front of other children? Where's the need for a stripper for a strip club like atmosphere? I mean, please explain to me, is, is there some kind of, educational purpose is there some kind of emergency where there's these children out here and they just man if we could only get them into like a strip club atmosphere it would just make their lives better i don't see it what i see is people that have gone along consistently down a road and now they've got to this end of things and they keep their their lifestyles very decadent and they're and they're very emotional people and they don't think logically about the things that they say and they don't think logically about the actions they take. Hence, an all-age drag show at a community center that used to be an elementary school,
0: open to the public without anybody watching the door. I don't... You know what I mean? Yeah, this is a Thursday night talk with host Talvi freet See, okay, so I... Oh, oh I made Jesus, it the audio... The the, I think I made it 20, 27... It's just not... It, not to shit on her, because... You know, she's great. Oh, we wow. All, we all start somewhere. Shout out to uh, that guy. I can't think of his name. What is his name? David Frank, he's the co-host of Redwood Wonk. I had Eric Kirk on. Great guy. Awesome guy. I, I, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting. Um, what is his name, David? David Frank yet? But, oh, that's I mean, the, just that's the mediums. The, just, that that medium's guy's just that 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 He's the commissioner. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was going with that. They, we, 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 we joined their thing, and they walked back their claims. Yeah, it was Ariel Nikolai, the Redwood Pride host, I guess, Jim Glover, the chair of the Humboldt County Human Rights Commission, and then David Frank. Yeah. That was who was on the panel way too many fucking people to have a really good discussion and
1: no one from none of the protesters
0: but and i mean yeah none of the protesters
1: i mean i I mean you saw how you saw how harmless freaking um uh elaine
0: was like they could have got her on elaine yeah but i didn't see in your video all i saw was the actual drag show i saw you walk into the building where the drag show was happening and then i saw the full drag show i didn't see anything that was going on outside or anything i did watch one video that was like three minutes of a lady walking i'm assuming it was a lady sounded like a lady talking in the video walking around the area talking to people that were holding their little sections with trinkets and stuff Mm -hmm. but i i didn't see any context around what happened outside right right which is what it sounds like that's what they were talking about: is that there was hate speech thrown around outside of the drag show. It got confrontational. There was some violence. Well, they consider saying pedophilia and groomer hate speech. You know, like so. Um,
1: I mean, the, the, I was covered in Lost Coast Outpost recently because of my comments at the Eureka City Council. What I did? You watch the video of me giving the speech there. I saw. I it's think fire. I saw some.
0: <laughs> see if you can pull that up. I think we can play that. So that one's fire. Um, I think I saw fragments of that. That one's on uh, our YouTube. Yeah, our YouTube's on there. Um, but I mean, there was a lot of. There's just a lot of controversy around all of that. Yeah, but you don't think that's hate speech? I mean, there's no. no,
1: no. So like it, it if if they were like calling them like if they were like using derogatory terms to them, sure. But they were using definition defined words that have defined meanings that when you look at. The, what would compel an adult to have an all-age drag show, you can kind of go, yeah, I could see, you know, people that would be, you know, opposed to that calling them groomers and pedophiles. You know what I'm saying? It's all perspective. Like, we're, I'm sure they don't like to be called groomers and pedophiles, but if they were to walk a mile in the shoes of the protesters, they'd
0: probably go like, yeah, yeah, we probably deserve to be called groomers and pedophiles at that event. What about the the infamous sticker thing that happened? Fucking stupid. Fill me oh in on that because I'm not got, I'm not well versed on what it was. I mean. I, it just kept popping up in the oh articles and I couldn't God. figure out what it was.
1: It's the most retor- I, it's something that I can't stand. I just I can't. I don't know why they do this. I really don't. But they'll take two things that are like like. Ha- I mean, I please some please someone out there please explain this to me how precisely is a sticker that's found in the middle of the woods with with alleged hate speech on it tied to somehow the people that came the parents that came to protest an all-age drag show you you, i mean please everybody out people out there making those claims please write me an email you explain to me how those two how we know for a fact that those two things are tied because i think that there's a chasm that there's a grand canyon of of like (laughs) delta between the two where we're now assuming that the same people who are over here, parents protesting this, are walking in the woods and putting stickers on to trigger people, just to trigger people. And, and, that, and that these two intentions are are, are co-equal intentions. It's, it's completely fascinating to me. I think it's all for the low I.Q, low information headline readers. You know what I mean? Oh, there's a hate group. They put stickers out there and they showed up with the flags. bunch of haters. you know what I mean? It's just it's for those people. What if, was on the sticker, mm-hmm. do you know? I don't know. I I looked it. It was like something like I some, like it was like I can't remember exactly something get the stick or something get the it was something like uh it was something basically saying that like like the LGBQT movement gets attacked or something like that or they should get attacked. I can't remember what it was. I mean if you can look it up you can see
0: but I don't like, know if we can find it. Is this is this, oh, his, this is the fire. Yeah, this is good. Are we set up where you can play it through the headphones with the road?
3: I heard the last stuff.
0: Did you hear the last stuff? I think Did so. the audio? Just see I if you can play so. it. We might. Oh, nope. No. Uh, you might have to turn the volume up on one of those, on one of these, Andy. It's, it's, it's not going to be one of those. It's going to be one of the ones up here. You're going to have to move it manually with your finger.
1: And so, like, on that screen right there, the lady standing behind me right there, that's actually Heidi Benzanelli. I didn't know it when I made this comment that she was to walk up and make a comment directly after
0: me. I didn't know that was her until I got the second anonymous tip. Mm-hmm. Like I had that. some lady. That's actually how this all started. I had some lady DM me, I think, on Facebook with the flyer and was sending me all this stuff. And I was like, I don't understand what, what is going on. she's <laughs> like they're doing an all-age <laughs> direct show. And I was like, oh, okay, but what? Like what How, What does this have to do with yeah, what is Yeah, what is, what is going on? And she sent me stuff. She sent me one of the flyers with a link. And she was like, if you click on the link, it goes to a Chinese porn site. And I was like, well, fuck, <sighs> now I have to click on the link. And it to be fair, it did. It did. It was like a redwoodpride.com. I shouldn't say that because w- I'm not 100% sure what the link was. But I think it was like redwoodpride.com maybe. And it went to some... But that must have just been, oh, here we go. Here we Thanks, go. Yeah. So
1: I explained it to, I actually know, I explained it. There's the whole, all that group of parents and stuff get all worked up about that. And I actually reached out to them. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Cause I, cause I, I'm a web, I'm a web admin. You know what I mean? I know a lot about websites and stuff. And so I was like, look guys, this is a completely a troll. Like their actual websites, a .org website. Here it is. When you go to it, it just goes to their website. That was just a, bad. Someone just set up a .com up and they just did a redirect to some porn, to, to like the worst porn site that they could get. Yeah. And that's all it is. Because if you look at, and what you can, you can do a redirect and make it to where whatever site it redirects to, it still says the original .com that you typed. So type. they were just trolling. 100%. That. It's just that's
0: a, that's what sparked before I yeah. knew who you were, before I knew about Lost Coast Populist. Yeah. Just some rant. See if you can find, go into my... Uh, uh, actually, we'll play this and then and go I think into whoever my messenger. Did, I, think, can, I think whoever did that was out. incredibly foolish and stupid because
1: that is something, that's tactics that don't work, that don't play well. You know what I mean? Like, all
0: that does is... It, the link, the redirecting it's the link. stupid. It's yeah. It's optically terrible. I don't think the lady, I think the lady that reached out to me, I don't think her intentions were necessarily... She probably believed it. She probably did. Yeah. But I think she was trying to say, hey, maybe draw a light or... Yeah. But it took me a while Because I saw that And I just kind of Wrote her off Shout out to this lady I literally I, literally, I, was I like, When I reached
1: hu-? out to him I was like I don't know which one Of you guys did this But it was
0: fucking stupid Yeah went Straight
1: told him like that I was like I don't um, know And they're like well, None of us did None of us did I'm like oh, I'm just telling you That someone did this Like this is something Someone did Is it, is it
0: did. cool If we play this On the podcast Because oh, yeah, this dude. is your thing Yeah Alright Andy Play this This went,
1: this went viral on Twitter
0: like Turn, Can you crank the volume On that a little bit
1: Can I use the bathroom When I go to this
0: Yeah 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 Andy do you wanna I. Okay Perfect.
1: All I like <laughs> that. My name That's is Donnie Creekmore <laughs> with Lost Coast Populist News. That's LostCoastPopulist.com. You I'm gotta go read on a Mark letter that I sent to the council uh, earlier yesterday. I am a free man. I am no, an you American can you patriot. Can He's good. I stand for liberty and justice for all who are born on this land and see them as my brothers and sisters, despite any differences we may have. I am free to do many things in the great land of America and, by extension, here in Humboldt County, California, the place that I call home. I am free to work hard, earn a living, speak my mind freely, live my life the way I see fit, and raise my children in that vein.
2: I am also free to love.
1: I'm free to love my wife of 14 years. I'm free to love my boys, Azure, Ezra, and Bear. And I'm free to love my friends, my family, and their families, and everything that comes together to make our community incredible. But I'm also free to hate i'm free to hate pedophiles i'm free to hate those that would support and condone pedophilia and the ideas they use to justify it i am free to condemn these activities and confront anything similar that comes to be which appears to be questioning this resolve whether it be in manner language or spirit anything less is my not living up to my duty as a father to protect my children an all-age drag show which is free to the public and apparently even supported by tax dollars is something that crosses that line brazenly. All-age drag shows take indecent exposure laws and treat them like a high-wire act for the pure sake of decadence. How hollow can ab- adults be? There's your answer. As far as a father of three boys. The thought that I could send them down the road to play in the community center and that they'd be exposed to adult males in the matter dressed as scantily clad females or their wrist costume choice de jour and no, dancing the provocatively one by the water tips right there. Is Absolutely unacceptable. It's appalling and it's disgusting. Then to wake up, up one morning and find get a out, kick the out of that the folks who put this event together are now portraying the parents that are concerned. As a hate group. That is straight up pure Marxist double speak propaganda. There was nothing family friendly about this event. The bottom line, which our opponents would love for you to completely ignore, is if they had made the drag show part of the event 18 and over, there would never have been a protest to begin with. We are not protesting your right to exist. However, we are protesting your faulty methods to indoctrinate to our youth stop targeting our children like a bunch of thirsty groomers and we'll stop treating you like a bunch of thirsty
0: groomers thank you bye uh i mean it is interesting that your argument is basically had they made it 18 and up you guys wouldn't have given a shit entirely it that's the crux dude that's like it like 100
1: like I, I have i have a lesbian niece she comes and stays oh that's playing again <laughs> <you hear> <laughs> going on repeat Uh, yeah i i I have a lesbian niece. she comes and stays with me all the time we have a great relationship you know like she accepts she accepts my dispositions and our differences but i love her and i i have nothing wrong with her lifestyle i have nothing wrong with gay guys i have a i have a friend named seth back in modesto one of my best friends i know for i haven't seen him in years i know he'd love me just the same you know gay man he's one of these professional gays i talk about and uh you know he's He's one of my favorites too because he actually uses gay slurs against other gay men, if they like are s's and they're all like 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 you know s's, oh my god s's 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 S's? that way of talking yeah you know like I don't know what you call like like flamboyantly gay or whatever he will like use derogatory terms against them in speech which is super awesome if you're in his presence you know comically. Just gold, you know what I mean? And so it's like, yeah, that's kind of I mean, having the experience that I've had with the with the folks that I have, you know, like where my niece, she she kind of she more accepts the 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 QT part of the movement, you know? Um she's younger. You know? It's just kind of like it's it's just your perspective and the pressure that's put on you and the people that you're around, really, is what it boils down to in my mind. Like, you know, if it like like Heidi Benzanelli and like some of these folks that had this uh, you know, all ages drag show, you know. I, I bet a hundred bucks that there's probably meetings where they had where they probably tossed around like this is kind of risque, do we want to do this? Da-da-da-da-da. And I bet it came down to like, well, if we don't do it, then we have to answer to these people. And the pressure that we're under to be woke is so high. And I mean, that's the thing is like a lot of a lot of people that are on the right or people that are Republicans, center, even independents they'll see kind of like what's happening on the left and they'll think that everybody's just like sold into it. But I think that a lot of it's just literally leverage and pressure. Like if you, because like, I mean, look like you step out of line and it's like, you're immediately evicted from the church. You know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that see me as an ally, even though they've been a leftist their entire life. But the only difference is that just recently they've made some kind of choice that got them kicked out of the church, you know? And, and then when, I, and, and, and previously to them, I've explained, and these are usually, usually around COVID. And previously to them, I've explained to them, like, look, you, you might consider yourself a liberal now. I might consider yourself a Democrat now, but you step out of line one little step and you're going to be right here next to me. And they're going to call you a right-wing racist, you know, everything. Cause it's like, you can't be in the middle. There is no middle to the, to this narrative, you know? And that's the whole thing. Once you realize that there's no middle to the narrative, that the whole thing's divide and conquer, you know what I mean? To pit people against each other,
0: and that's the strategy. It becomes real easy to unwind. That's funny because Andy and I were joking about it a couple weeks ago. I was like, I feel like I'm pretty in the middle, and Andy looked at me and just started laughing. He's like, "Uh, really?" I was like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Well, yeah. Do you want to grab uh the wraps? Oh, you have they're at the bottom. Them? Yeah, we got you. They're at the bottom. Um, because I feel like the middle is definitely dying." There's not a lot of people left.
1: There's a lot, actually. It's just they're not... Well, there, to, to be fair, yes. Yeah.
0: There are, but it's a silent... It is wow. a silent middle, and people are just
3: kind of disappearing. You just pack it. It's... Uh, Here, hold on, I'm going to rent my car. This is foreign. Yeah. All right,
0: all right. Andy, come on, comps. Talk with me.
4: What's going on, Nick? How's it going?
0: Um, <laughs> right, because remember we had that conversation where you were like... I was like, I think I'm pretty in the middle, and you're like, eh, yeah. really though you're you, middle. S- you seem. i feel like i'm pretty middle but i don't know if the middle is
1: i think you're pragmatic which is that's what i like when i looked into you before i came on i was like i like this dude he's pragmatic because you asked questions that were like you know pragmatic.
0: yeah yeah it's do you want he might struggle getting out there oh he's got it he's got
3: it professional <laughs> um
0: i feel like i'm in the middle
3: I th- you're, like, <laughs> you're like, dude, I you're crazy. You, I think
0: you lean to the right just a little bit. I think it's hard because you have these talking points and it's you have to fit one bill or the other.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's not in the middle. Yeah. No, there's no in the middle. Yeah. It's either you're Can you be in right. the
0: middle? I, what I was telling you is that I feel like it's just by contrast. Like the left now is so far left that if... You're in the middle. You're basically in the right because the left has swung so far out there, right? And I mean, to be fair, the right has swung pretty
3: pretty far too. Yeah. So it's like, what do you what do you do? Yeah. What do you do? I don't you're know. You're screwed. Yeah. There's no winning.
0: What do you What do you have pulled up here? What is this? Oh,
4: this was the um Lasca sats girl about the uh drag show.
0: The oh the city council meeting. Yeah. Yeah, it was. A, can you scroll down just a tad bit to that second paragraph? The controversy stemmed from a recent all ages dr- Halloween event hosted by Redwood Pride, a dreammaker project of the nonprofit Ink People at the Jefferson Community Center in Eureka. The event featured a drag show in which performers dressed up, danced, and lip sync to pop songs. A group of about a dozen protesters interrupted the event and accused the event facilitators and attendees of grooming children, in quotations, and being pedophiles. Sounds about right. I mean, I don't get the connection. It seems like a lot of people are upset that it was at the Jefferson Center because it used to be an elementary school. But correct me if I'm wrong, it's not a school anymore. It's a community center. Yeah,
1: 100%. I don't, I mean, to me, it doesn't matter where it was. If it's an all age drag show, it's an all age drag show. Like, the facility could be. Anywhere. If and you
0: don't put any weight into the argument that if you don't want your kid going to a drag show, just don't take your kid to a drag show.
1: No, I, I accept that 100%. I would never take my kid to a drag show.
0: But then what's, what's the point in protesting that?
1: There's no, like it's back to the, like going up to a theater with an R-rated movie. A kid can't just waltz into a movie without. Print, you think there needs guidance. to be
0: some restriction? 100%. Can be there.
1: 100%. And this is the thing is, I'm so much of a populist that I don't think that the government should get involved. I just think that these adults and these people in our community were playing fast and loose and they thought that, hey, you know, we're the LGBTQT plus movement and, you know, we're going to get this magical pass that we always get and nothing's going to happen. I don't think that they expected protesters to come. And that's why you see two things. I don't think that they thought a protesters were going to come. I thought that I think that they thought that the protesters were going to be more aggressive and say things that were. actually terrible and three they also had no expectation that an alternative news site would come and actually record footage so those three factors is why this blew into a controversy because i captured it and distilled it
0: well to be fair were you the only news site that went there to cover that access did access Humboldt. yeah but they didn't cover any of the but they were there as a as a booth reaching out right they weren't actually trying to cover that's the uh the, i mean there's a the, lady there with a camera i think david frank oh maybe david frank in the podcast i was listening to that thursday night talks he said he was there at a booth for access humboldt and that's why he didn't really have any of his equipment he said he got one person to agree to an interviewer to come on the record but
1: now there was a i've got footage of her there's like a lady as
0: a show for access humboldt or for access humboldt yeah, as a whole a reporter a but reporter. like a reporter on Access Humble because Access Humble has yeah. a ton of different channels underneath it. Yeah, she was Access
1: Humble. I talked to her. I'm mean, cam- okay I, I, the videos, it's all on video the conversation I had what's, with her. What's this footage that you haven't released? What's in that? It's basically footage from it's because I didn't take it and I haven't got rights. I haven't been given the like like that's footage that was given to me. I'm like, can I can I release this? And I haven't got a reply back yet. But it's basically someone who went to the second viewing and recorded and took pictures. So I got the pictures that you see are the only thing that I've been given. Where on our images, um, it shows some pictures of the host and you can't find those images in any of our video footage because they're oh, screenshots.
0: Yeah. You don't have to show those. Those are the ones that I showed you before we yeah. started podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: And those those are screenshots. Those are on your site. Yeah. Those are screenshots from the video that the that the uh, Anon took and gave to us. But the thing too is it's it's pretty it's also it's also it's like We have to ask ourselves: We're like, do we want to release this video on our website, and then kids see this, and now we're kind of working against our own. You know what I mean? Like, like how many kids have their mom's phone in their hand? You know, and so it's it's the the video footage basically that I captured, and the video footage that they captured. The what would you call like the the nature of it's a lot different when 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 they didn't think that they were being recorded. The nature of it changed. You know what I mean?
0: I'm gonna probably it, re- I'm gonna probably release clips. I just got to
1: get the person to reply to me.
0: Is it stuff that you weren't there yet to record, or you just missed it went on uh, in a different yeah. area? So I didn't know that there was gonna be a second
1: half. And so after the first, I thought you recorded two halves. No, I I, I just uh, equipment issues. And okay, because I, I was gonna say I thought there were two different. There's videos. There's two different videos. Yeah. So
0: that was only one half of the drag show. Right. Okay, I thought yeah. that was half one and half two. No, no, that's
1: the thing is like a lot of people think that too, and I've had to explain that a couple times that. The reason I have two videos is because of equipment failure and story of my life. Fucking it. I (laughs) swear to God, dude, I swear to God. And so, um, and so there was two videos because of that. And the actually lost video footage, which I'm so sad about. There's like a, there's like a hour and a half section of video that I had that when I was editing it, I accidentally deleted it, (laughs) which sounds retarded, but, um, I was editing it on my phone and I was trying out a new program and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll just close this, and I when I closed it, it was literally like deleting that file, and I didn't realize it. But basically, that was video footage of the first five ten minutes of me being there, which completely refutes the the whole. I like basically it shows that that they were the, the first people to confront anybody were the attendees of the event. The first people to draw to to strike anybody or to touch anybody were people from the event, and the first people to draw blood were people from the event. So there.
0: There was an actual physical Mm -hmm. altercation Mm because in that. I didn't catch that. I wasn't there for it. I think I read some article that said the somebody talked to EPD and they said it was completely peaceful, that there was no altercations. It was, there were verbal altercations. There was one guy that was shoving another guy or something, but it never, it never got serious. No, there was a lady named Diana, I believe that got hit. A lady got punched Mm -hmm. by another
1: lady. I'm not sure if it was a lady or a guy dressed (laughs) like a lady. Isn't
0: that weird how that changes things? If it's two (laughs) ladies hitting each other, isn't that weird? Because if it's a guy that goes up and decks
3: a girl, we have we have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. I had not. I hadn't heard that. So somebody got
0: fucked up.
1: Oh yeah. And then so we we got onto the um we got we got word of the whole. You know um the whole human rights thing you know and the thing about it though is that like myself and my team uh at local lost coast populist and then a lot of these protesters they're all people that were also part of the like a humble freedom coalition and the freedom group which i was also part of during COVID. and one of our like things that we did every tuesday was to get on the board of supervisors and to do public comment and then Get on your city council and do public comment and do since you get the idea. So, we're like seasoned professionals at public comment in person, Zoom, over the phone, you name it. It's just like we don't even get nervous. We're just, we do this, you know, it's like we do it for a living now, kind of, you know. And so, like, we're like, oh my God, someone literally wrote something or reached out to these people, the Human Rights Commission. This is ridiculous. Oh, look, well, they have a Zoom meeting coming up. Let's just join their Zoom meeting and talk about this. It's on the agenda. So us and the, a bunch of the protesters, me, a bunch of the protesters and a lot of people from Lost Coast Outpost got on there just to kind of like set the record straight. You know, we were very like diplomatic with them and stuff and just to basically set it down like, look, and you could tell that they had no idea that the drag show was an all-ages event, the Human Rights Commission. And when I explained it to them, because you can see everybody in this, you, know, you can see... You know, you can see them going like, oh, f- fuck we stepped in shit this time boys you know and so like they they ended up retracting their statement but the retraction is like the most like just the most limp retraction ever they're like well there was allegations that there was a hate group that and the allegations were that there and if these allegations were true then we would have stayed behind our original statement but it turned out the allegations aren't true so
0: we don't stay behind our original statement okay yeah cuz what i had read and I don't know if this was loco or not, that they had retracted it, but then it came out and they hadn't actually retracted anything. <laughs> that they stood by what they said. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like if you read it, if you you have to read it like
1: four times to go like, no, they're retracting it, but they're just retracting it in such a flimsy, flip flop, like not any n- no responsibility manner that most people are going to look at it and go like, that's not a retraction. But when you read it, you have to think, it, because they use the word allegations like four times in the, if this were, then if that, then if that wasn't, but it wasn't like this. So therefore, da, 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 yeah, you know verbal I mean? gymnastics, 100 percent, dude, 100 percent verbal gymnastics. It was just like, OK, you got it, guys.
0: So what did they what did they come out and say that there was a hate group, but <laughs> potentially or if there yeah. was a hate group, they would do something about it?
1: That yeah, that there's a hate there's a potentially a hate group and that the human rights commission's gonna have to look into it and yada yada this. You know, it's just a bunch of bunch of optics basically to so the news media can can go out and try to appease the woke left mob that fills their comment section, uh, with the idea that, you know, that all these people were Somehow dangerous and somehow like a menace to society and yada yada this. It's all bullshit. All it is is it's all propaganda. Is what it is. It's basically it's propaganda. It's it's there to make it to where you don't look any deeper than the headline because if you do, you'll see that there's a nuanced situation with a lot to talk about, like we have.
0: You know what I mean? What did you What did you just have there, Andy? The raging. Grannies. What are the raging grannies? A few oh, members man. of the raging grannies spoke up during public comment to defend the Redwood Pride event. The grannies feel strongly that diversity is important for a healthy community and a better world, which includes making an effort for respectful dialogue. Oh, well, that was another thing that kept coming up in that Thursday night talks is that the protesters were basically a bunch of hypocrites because they weren't trying to have a real dialogue. They were just spewing hate. And they're, <laughs> they're calling stupid. these people these people hosting the event groomers but in protesting they're the ones sexualizing these kids i wonder
1: i wonder how those same people would categorize the people that were like you know protesting against like um you know when uh when they were bringing uh brett kavanaugh into you know and those protesters wonder how those how whatever kind of happened with that <laughs> last i heard that it's like it's real it's real easy for them to go and like oh these protesters there's something different there but these other protesters antifa when they're burning down things for 49 days straight no these are
0: peaceful well protesters. let's be honest i mean both yeah. sides are hypocrites both yes. sides enact violence both sides yes sling shit yes. the idea that one side's peaceful and one side's is not is a, is a joke yeah most protests Although I would say Bar that, full the,
1: of shit. although I would say that, like the right is way more peaceful than the left, way way more peaceful, just because like if you just compared compared January sixth to Portland Antifa during the yeah, summer, but
0: that's one instance. I'm sure you could point to that's the a biggest, women's march. That's the it's, biggest. Most of those women's march that co- happen in Washington are pretty peaceful. But verbally, you could say not peaceful. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, both, both sides are full of shit. Everybody's full of shit. They like to pick and choose and point out what's wrong with the other side and play the victim. And then they have their turn in the spotlight and they just do the exact same thing.
1: That's why I like to ask questions that are hard to answer.
0: But it's hard asking those questions now. It's people fun. Don't, it's fun. But people don't, some people do not like that. Some people are not receptive to the questions. And therein lies the
1: reason you should do it in the first place, in my opinion people don't like it do it because if they're uncomfortable about something that should just be then that's not right that's the way i look at it i think freedom of speech should be like hardcore and that this whole hate speech thing is just a bunch of pansies usually that are crying about something that hurt their they're talk they're literally talking about words and they they hurt their feelings you know what i mean nothing ever physically happened no one got hurt no one's gonna get hurt there's no hate group there's no violence there's nothing you know what i mean it's all propaganda, and it's all just to make it to where the, the LGBTQT people who, who think that that's who they are, they will be very less likely to sit down and have a conversation with a guy like me. That's, that's what it's all designed to do. And, and so it's like, and it's for, for a really good example, and I hope this dude's listening. So uh, Atticus, if you're out there, this is, um, there's a gentleman that did a public comment. You probably won't be able to pull him up right now. Um, I might be able to get his video on my phone. Actually, I took a video of it because it was the one, it was the one um proponent from their side who gave a speech at the um at the Eureka City um council during the public comments that I was very impressed by him. I was very impressed. And then also we have a lot of we have something in common too. He was wearing um he's wearing a clothing that comes that typically you only get it if you work as a crew at Burning Man, right? <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, this dude's a burner. Like, we are the same and that we, we have something similar there. Right. I mean, he claims he claims that he's transsexual and all this kind of stuff, which I'm like, yeah, whatever. But the things, the comments that he says, he was the only one that like said, aren't we so lucky to have these parents that feel compelled to show up and protest in, in protection of children. That's a positive thing that we should all be celebrating. And I was like, wow, that took some, some, looking inward and some thought and you know what i mean like i i I immediately had huge respect for the guy because i was like he's literally seen it but then he's but he goes and he kind of like goes into some logic that i thought was bullshit but i want to talk to him about that because i think that he wasn't 100 percent solid in this position even when he said it which was fascinating to me you know um he basically was like like you know these pe- these parents, you know, they 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 want to protect these children, but they're really doing it, and it's based upon like a knee jerk reaction to like a threat that just doesn't exist there. And you know, we're not actually a threat to your children. We're not trying to we're not trying to come after your hetero children. He actually says that we're not trying to come after you. You know what I mean? Stuff, stuff like that. And so, and I, I was I was just was like, out of all the people who commented, I was like, I want to I want I actually really want to have him on my podcast. Just to be straight with you, I think that he would be an awesome conversation to have. He's a uh, veteran too, which I thought was fascinating angle to it. And um like I said, he's the one that seemed that had like the most like he had his feet like he's definitely dealing with some cognitive dissonance, but he has his feet f- firmly placed in some reality there. And so I was like of all the people, th- that was the one that I felt like I could have a really badass conversation with this dude and he would actually have it because he asked he's like, "Oh, we can go have beer uh barbecue and beer at um I can't remember where, but some place that just burnt, just that had just burnt down. And like, I'm down for that. But I want to I think that it'd be better to have our conversation in a platform like this, because there's a lot of people that could value could have value from a guy like him talking to a guy like me, even though he doesn't consider himself a guy.
0: He's a uh, transsexual. You can action this, by the way. We got oh, you. dope.
3: Um, yeah, he's like a if transsexual.
0: If I would have tried this shit I'd have been yeah, he out of here for fucking three hours, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the OG way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, just do I'm Um just... He's a transsexual. What's the difference between a transsexual and a transgender? Are they the same thing? I feel like I should not be asking that Bro, question, but it's... can you Google that? I thought it's
4: essentially the same thing. <laughs> is it the same thing? Okay, that's what I thought. I... I mean, if you're looking at
0: basic, I'm, in my opinion, can you Google the definition of transsexual? Do you, do you guys
1: realize how absurd it is just the way I have to go through that right there? It's so absurd. Well,
0: there's just there's a lot of new things today. What do you what do you make of the transgender movement as a whole? Gender dysphoria. Gender dysphoria. Yeah, it's uh, across it's the board. 100%. It's a Marxist agenda.
1: Um it's there to delegitimize the the legit leg- lesbian, gay and bisexual movement. It's there to pit it's there to pit um pit people against each other. It's also there to um, coerce people into not only accepting a lie mentally, but also saying it out their mouths. And that's something that I won't do. Like, I don't say people's pronouns because good for you, whatever. Whatever you think, there's nothing you can do to compel me to lie. And I'm not going to lie. If I can look at you and I can see that you're a man or that you are born a man, I'm going to call you a guy. I'm going to call you a man. Sorry, the reason is because if I take your genes, and I go to clone you, a fucking guy is going to come out. You know what I mean? Not whatever bullshit you think you are. You know what I mean? And so the difference is that it's a, a 100% psychological. And they expect the rest of society to just click where we're all just going to change the way we speak about things and do things. You know what I mean? Like, shit, the fucking... There's a female and male jack to the headphones. Are we going to not call those female and male anymore? It's fucking retarded. And, and, and everything is female. Every single animal that exists in the animal kingdom, there's not a single one of them that has a training movement. You know why? Because it's fucking retarded. That's why. That's why. And you know what? It's 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 as dumb as me going, it's as dumb as this thing that I've done. So because me personally, I'm part of the HP plus community. You'll get there. You're just part of the H plus community. I'm assuming. So I'm part of the Hetero Parent Plus community. And so what we do in our community is is unlike other adults that have matured, what we do is we take the what we do with our genitals for 30 minutes to an hour every single night if we're that lucky. We wear that on our shoulder, and, and it becomes everything that we define ourselves. Everything, it almost becomes like the sun, and everything in our galaxy just spins around the fact that we're a heterosexual. And at night, what we do with our genitals, we have sex with the person of the opposite sex. And that sometimes that leads to parenthood. See, I'm the HP+, because I got kids. I got HP+, plus. I'm HP3, HP actually, you know? but some people are just h plus you know i'm just assuming and h plus you know just assuming and so that's the way i see it so it, it you know and i think i hope that a lot of people are listening and laughing right now and this is illustrating how completely fucking retarded the lgbtqt plus movement is because there is no movement there's no community either that's another thing too the community is an illusion the community exists entirely dig- digital it, inc- it, it, it exists on social media and online The electricity goes out There goes their community Because they don't live next to each other They're not fucking neighbors in a goddamn You know what I mean, a village There's not like a fucking tranny village out there The only LGB community that exists Is in San Francisco and in Seattle And in New York And that's where they exist Because they're actually a community that actually live together That actually pay taxes together
0: that actually vote together
1: Everywhere else, those people that are I'm part of this community it's all just bullshit on. It's just text on a screen.
0: But you don't think you can build a community online? I'd like to think that's what oh, yeah, we're I both can. trying to do. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that whole argument is mute. Well, I, I mean, that's don't, what I we're trying to a real community. Yeah, though. but that's essentially what we're. I mean, speaking for myself, that's what I'm kind of trying to do here is build a, a community of people that want to have real open discussions. Yeah. I'd like to think. I mean, I fall short of that in some ways, but I think you're badass. You're I think wor- you you, good, but I'd like to think that's what you're trying to do too, right? Is totally. We're working on, you're kind of, yeah, you're, you're distance and you're not right next to each other in this area, but what are you looking for?
1: I mean, I have a lighter. I just, I like these
0: That's a, that's a torch one too, right in front yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was got, to light the wick, You got, oh, okay. I'm
1: a, I'm, I'm, yeah. So this a is purist. the. curious. Yeah. So like, like, how can you hate me? I'm literally sitting here lighting a fucking hemp wick to light my joint with.
0: That's I don't think I've ever seen somebody use a hemp wick before. That's.
1: No. No, I actually just got turned on to these lately, just to be honest. Is that never, so that the this butane year, or the, oh, it's the so lighter it's, fluid doesn't hit? It literally changes the flavor of weed. It will change your fucking life. You'll never smoke without it. It makes it taste like you're vaporizing. Like the funky, weird after flavor of smoking weed is gone when you wick. It's amazing to me.
0: Have you ever done that, Any?
1: You've done that? I love it. I'll never go back. And, and, and you only you don't buy the cheap China shit. You got to buy the Humboldt wick stuff, the real legit shit that's made in Humboldt.
0: That's the problem. That's the that's the program. Have you going back to the uh, the transgender thing? Have you seen that "What Is a Woman" documentary, Matt Walsh? I watched that for the first time <laughs> this night, your and family? it fucked it fucked up my my whole night. What? Excellent, right? It's uh, it's I pretty cried. crazy. It's pretty crazy. Did you cry? I didn't cry. I cried when I that one. Movie I cried when time.
1: I cried when that one lady was talking about how she's gonna die and her with all the liquid and shit in her legs and all that.
0: Yeah, she was saying
1: that she had six inches of hair growing in her urethra. Yeah, I was, for like literally the entire time she was talking, I was like fucking crying like a girl. I was like, "Oh my god, the humanity! This poor fucking thing! This thing! I worship women too, so I'm like, it really is kind of like, I'm, like no.
0: It's an interesting, it's an interesting time that we're in, where this just blanket adoption of it, regardless of how you feel about it. The fact that we can't have the open. I've had videos pulled. For discussing that, like an authentic, honest conversation of what is a trans woman, what does that look like? And those videos have been pulled. Ridiculous. I had a video. Andy and I were talking about it the other day it's on ridiculous. TikTok. TikTok's got a heavier fucking hand than YouTube does. Have you? Do you post any clips on? I
1: hate hit. I hate TikTok so bad that it's like the last thing I'll do is. I mean, we we are gonna get a TikTok.
0: That was me, like three weeks ago I until I made a TikTok.
4: I had to convince him and uh, his. I think what was it within like a week and a half. Oh, you want to
0: say yeah, well, yeah. Tiktoks. I mean, the reach is is pretty Insane. legit.
1: Yeah, the re- that's why it's a lot of it's like the reach and it's just. I mean, it's like my dad sends me fucking Tiktoks, dude. I'm like, it makes me want to puke in my mouth. Like, it's just he's probably listening right now, laughing to laughing to this too. But it's like what ma- what pisses me off most about TikTok is these fucking people. They'll they'll like take a video of themselves reading a Gateway pundit article. On a green screen behind them or some shit You know and it's just for goddamn likes And clicks and I'm just like oh they disgust me You know what I mean there's not even a, a conversation That is nothing it's just like a Here's what they said in this article And they don't even give you the link to, You know it's so like my dad sent me all these things and he's like Is this real I'm like yes it's fucking Gateway Pundit article right here like I had to like search from the image And da da da, da but yes here it is You know it's like that, that's, that's like one of my talents is I'm really good at
0: researching On the internet the spyware aspect of of TikTok is what held me back for so long. The idea that you're just handing over all this shit to China. The Chinese government. I'm like, yeah, we're just gonna give this. There was an article the other day that You're like somebody... outing
1: yourself as a conservative with me right now. You know See, that,
0: right? that's that's my problem, is like <laughs> how do I how do I defend myself as I'm in the middle when but I am. I'm, you are. I'm, I mean, I'm pro-abortion, You're am pro-gun. Like, so
1: is, you're, you're in the middle. You are in the middle. The difference is that, the, that the, the sides have gone so fucking wackadoodle out of proportion. Did I not
0: just say that to you? Well, you were outside. I literally just said that's the problem. Is the left, and to be, far, the, to be fair, the right. I'm pretty in the middle. Both sides have gone so far to the extreme that if you're in the middle, whatever end is looking at you, you were on the opposite end. Because it's so far. Exactly. It's so extreme now. But that's why I don't attribute a lot of this crazy shit that's happening on the left. I don't attribute it to the left. I think it's that radical. I think a lot of people are just reasonable people just trying to get through their life. Just trying to get through their day, pay their bills, take care of their kids, do the shit that they have to do so they can wake up again tomorrow and do it again. That's me that's in me
1: in a, in a nutshell.
0: And so how do you pay attention to all this shit? All these laws that are getting passed, all this, all this rhetoric that's getting spewed. Like, how do, you, how do you keep up when you're just trying to get through your fucking day? Adam, Adam, Adam Lustig, if you're listening right now, this is for you, big boy.
1: <laughs> He's going to laugh so fucking hard. Uh, so until I started this news organization, I considered myself a non-consumer of media content. What the fuck? And so I would never search out things. I would never watch sh- shows. I'd never watch news. I'd never do anything and I'd be completely ignorant to most things that were happening and it was my buddy Adam I'd have a conversation with him every single morning and he would be like this is what's going on and he'd give me and so he became my political advisor and he still is to this day and although now I get a lot more information just fed to me consistently like I can't and so what it was is this is like I I can't st- I knew i needed to have my finger on the pulse of the local news but i can't stand any any of their websites from a design perspective i'm i'm like really anal retentive with web design and i think that all of their product is just complete fucking shit every one of them their websites are embarrassing they should they should be embarrassed of their websites right that's just being said and then and, and so and then their messaging even more so disgusts me so it's like it's an ugly website that's clunky, that's some kind of fucking theme I hate. And then I got to read something that I hate on it. You know what I mean? Not that I hate, that I disagree with on it. You know
0: what I mean? And I'm just like, ah, oh, this is, just, it's just, it really unpleasant. Did you, I got to ask, did you build the yeah. website for the Humboldt Freedom Coalition? I did. Andy, pull that up. Cause I mean, it's kind of fucked up right now, though. It's, it's rough, man. We were yeah. looking, Andy and I were looking at it. It's, you've got your tags. We were going to ask you about that. Yeah somebody you you gotta get in there pull that up it's tags everywhere is it a new site as it's like newly published for you you got that right there yeah what happened the the tags all your CSS stuff
1: that's yeah so what happened there was so like uh there was some certain thing that there was like a a thing that i paid for that was part of that website and um what are you hosting on uh, that one or my new site this one that one is on bluehost i believe
0: is that what we just got? We're trying to build mm-hmm. out our s- a website right now. You guys need any help. Well, I got your back. Well, Andy's a yeah. pro. I've done some CSS, HTML stuff. I majored in computer science. Nice. But I didn't focus too much on... I'm not a big well, web builder guy. I was always like scripts and, and, and code and stuff. Really? Yeah. That's that was my jam. fucking
1: cool. But... That's what I want. We had learn. to ask
0: because we pulled this up and we were like, Andy and I were and We were like, yeah, ah, so, we've all been there. So what happened was,
1: is like when I launched this website, uh, we wanted to have an events calendar as part of the website. And um, we used to have an events calendar on this. But Humble Freedom Coalition has changed kind of like what we're doing, like kind of like the, the overall, like the strategy has changed a little bit. Um, and it's a long conversation that we can skip. Um, and so basically like what I, w- I was like, well, I'm not gonna pay twice for this pro version of this calendar. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so uh I went and I just took it, I took the pro version off of the website and I didn't actually check the website. And I literally just saw that messed up code like two weeks ago. And I was like, God, I gotta get on there
0: and sit, yep. fucking fix this one of these days. What uh for people that don't know, yeah. myself included, mm-hmm. what is the Humboldt Freedom Coalition? What do you guys stand for? Because you yeah. co-founded it. Yeah. And was that with Adam? No, uh, Adam was a part of it. He was definitely a part of it. He wasn't one of the co-founders
1: or any of one of the official um, people or whatever, like, like in no official capacity. Um, he was just—he's just always been my political advisor, right? And so he's—I talked with—I talk with him every single day. Sometimes upwards of four or five times a day, and almost
0: every conversation dovetails. Just in a political it. sphere of what, like everything. how to spin something or how to no, run?
1: fuck, dude, everything trending news, um. This guy said this on Twitter and this, this, this could be a developing story. We need to watch this. And then we, a lot of it is we have conversations. Then we archive different things that could potentially be stories. And we're human beings. Like you're saying, like you only have so much time and almost so much bandwidth. And so it's a lot of it is just like, okay, here's all the things we could talk about. What are we going to talk about?
0: So he has his finger on the pulse, so to speak. He's amazing. And he's just kind of feeding I'm that telling video. you,
1: get him on your podcast he is like I, I I'm good. I, I mean, like I'm I'm I can like bring things. Like he has like this memory too. He can like facts and just like he's like a goddamn Rolodex. Like he's the dude's just talent like crystallized. You know what I mean? Like he he should be a podcast person. I think, but he's it's just he won't do it. He just won't do it. But he got he has that had an act for that. Oh my god, and he has a cool voice too. I think you know, and
0: just I think. Do you know who uh, Miles is? miles cochran is yes, humble i think humble so. last week podcast i think he has the perfect voice for it that guy's crush. I, you have to develop these people that you trust yeah and then when they say oh this is going on you can kind of you can still fact check but like you know okay this person's not bullshitting me he's one of those guys i trust he does that weekly podcast um is he van i trust her she i think she writes for lost coast outpost now you have to develop those people where you're like okay if they say something at least i have a starting ground of this this is probably legit i've gotten a lot of pushback actually from kind of that vibe where people are like oh you
1: really think that everybody at the lost coast outpost is a shithead and i'm like no and i have to like go like you know i think that there's probably good people there they're under pressure you know what i mean they have to put things out at a certain vibe and a certain and, angle And
0: advertising spots who's buying advertising Boom. that is now influencing that was a big Boom. i can't remember who i was talking to about that but that came up where, oh yeah, yeah. people are buying advertising spots. That's exactly it. And so like something that's uh I have yet to do the records request.
1: Okay. I can break news on here, right? Can I just break some yeah, shit? Yeah. I got some wild shit to actually drop. Oh shit, here we go. Not this one, but next one. Okay. So here's the number here's the first the one though where you're gonna like this next one. But this one right here, so uh uh wait shit, I just lost my train of thought because I just thought about the one real cool story I want to talk to you about. What, what was I just talking about a second ago? Um sorry, I just there are weed. some
0: reliable sources that at, like, Lost Coast, and, and right. they're not all bad.
1: Right, you know, and so you gotta, like, separate out the ones that are, the we like, weed out which ones are the ones, the bad ones are the good ones. And so a lot of it is, is uh, what I've been trying to do in my pieces is, like, I actually call out the authors by name. So that way I'm like, you, not, you know what I mean, the actual organization, but it seems to me that the organizations are all about what they're doing.
0: Well, I mean, you gotta think that they have, that was your news drop, was, no, okay. You gotta think that, I mean, money talks, man. And if you're working, that's what I love about podcasting is there's there's nobody there's nobody over our head right now saying you have to talk about this. This is awesome. And you have to look at this and you have to say this thing. You know, you can't
3: go into this area. You can talk about whatever you want to talk about. Hey, guys. What's the name of the place where they found the ancient Indian? can't
1: remember that. i just don't want to like talk about this without saying the actual throwing it out wrong yeah yeah because like i was talking because i didn't cover this case uh one of my partners did but it's it's a banger we know it's a banger too because we chased it down so i chased it so it was like it was tossed to me after
3: uh like i had to do some phone interviews on this right and so okay so here's the story and they'll text me what the fucking place is, but. Okay, so there's these trails that they're
1: putting in everywhere, right? Somewhere south of here, somewhere in south of Eureka, they're they're basically putting in a trail. And when they were putting in that trail, they're excavating, and they found an ancient uh, Indian um, burial. A fully intact body, right? Apparently, the body even w- had a, a dagger. But it wasn't like just a like a piece of shit. It was like a ceremonial dagger. Like it was like, so like this was like a legitimately like. Uh, do you guys want to smoke? I'm totally like. No, no, no. B- I'm, I'm. You're good. You're good. All right, I just realized I didn't even offer you guys. I so just completely like. That's, that's how you know weed is good, right? Yeah, that's how you know it's good.
0: <laughs> like, oh shit, my bag. I- <laughs> oh shit.
1: But um, yeah. And so basically, the story that we were told by an anonymous source was that during excavation they f- they came upon these remains they they unearthed them there was a dagger with the remains the cer- ceremonial clothing some kind of other artifacts that all led to basically look like this it was like a um significant find right like national geographic level significance right the the project was you know has like millions of dollars invested in it okay and um the the Indian from what I understand, an Indian tribe tribal member was notified, and someone from that tribe basically was considered the closest next of kin and then they retrieved all the items and collected them and then everything went forward as as usual, okay now the fascinating thing about the story though is that we're told that there's text messages and emails to the effect of "shut up and don't tell anybody or else," you know. We don't know the actual language of it, but from an anonymous source, basically that there was there was literally threats alleged or threats threats you know waged against people that were there and saw the thing happen. Uh, allegedly, there's potentially a lawsuit, be it from uh, other tribes that weren't uh, given the opportunity to examine the remains and who think that they could potentially have claims to the cultural significant findings. You know what I mean? I could see that play out. And this is all things that Anonymous Source told us, okay? And um, so we got an email. I interviewed, uh, the lady was interviewed. as was a lady. She was interviewed. Um, I interviewed uh, a man that we got, and we don't even know the lady's name, uh, I got and uh, she gave us information like some numbers and some names to call.
0: Like the lady was the anonymous anonymous source, source correct? Okay.
1: Yeah, and so she gave us all all these names and numbers to call and to chase down. Right, so this guy knows this and this guy knows that and yada yada yada. Right, and so that assignment was kind of given to me because I'm I'm I've been a salesperson. I can I've been I've been a negotiator for a living for a while. So I'm just really good on the phone and just kind of like, you know what I mean? Like making sure I don't like step over my skis. But also get right to where I need to be to where I can kind of like at least if I don't get the answers, I can kind of get the answers from not getting the answers if that makes sense, you know what I'm saying and so I, I you know I was talking to this fellow named Patrick, and apparently this guy he I don't know exactly this is the thing I don't know exactly what this guy does either and, or but he works for the city so this gentleman named Patrick works for the city, and he was like, you can't quote me for saying anything other than I cannot confirm nor deny that there was an artifact found. And I cannot confirm nor deny that there was anything at all to even speak of there. And I cannot confirm nor deny of you get the picture. And you know, um my uncle is, you know, has been deep in the Coast Guard for much of his career, actually all of his adult life. And you know, so I'm kind of very aware of that speak and what that kind of pertains to is like, you know, it's like there's the there there, but we can't talk about the there that's there because the there isn't there. Do you get what I'm saying? Shut the fuck up and hang up the phone. You know what I mean? Was the, was the gist that I got from this guy. And, you know, so hopefully if there's anybody listening out there and you know anything about this, tips at lostcoastpopulist.com. little a shameless Subtle plug. Subtle plug. little stuff <laughs> You know, but, but shoot us. If you do have information, we would love to break the story. We would love to interview you. We'd love to get deeper into this. Um, i'm gonna sp- I'm supposed to go out on site and in- and inspect the area where this allegedly happened um you know, I'm sure there's not much to collect there other than like, oh, this must be the space, you know, but it's a fascinating story nonetheless, I think that if it if there is truth to it, the fact that we haven't heard anything about it is a story in my mind because the indian itself i i think that if this were to have like, hit the news, it probably would have gotten national attention. It could have brought tourism to our area. It could have got National Geographic or some kind of, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's remarkable, right? Why do you
0: think they would have covered it up if it is true? Well, it's right in the
1: same time that they're sitting here calling a guy in uh racist for saying the word Indians and a planning commission for having the audacity to speak openly about the fact that he felt like the tribes were um, like extorting uh travis schneider and travis schneider is um a a gentleman who's building this mansion house right and they're in like he's and yeah you know like from what from my outside perspective the permitting process seems like it's been you know a complete shit show from uh um from like a, you know the stance of like a government like like the local like the planning commission shit the bed when it came to the to the to the um permitting process on this whole thing right And they're trying to make it sound, they're trying to, and John Ford's trying to make it sound like it's all this Travis Schneider guy's fault. And that, and then what happened was, is that in the planning commission video, which I was the only one in all of the coverage of the local media that actually put video of the actual things that Alan Bongio said, I was the only one that actually did that. And there's a reason, it's because when you watch the video, the fact that he says Indians is not racist at all. All he's doing is he has three minutes to speak. And he's abbreviating the three tribal names, which are a mouthful to say, with saying the Indian tribes and the Indians, and the, which makes it flows. It's much easier. You know exactly who we're talking about. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a Cherokee Indian. You know what I mean? I go to—I uh, get health services from the Pottawa Indian, Pottawa Indian, Pottawa Indian health, Pottawa Indian health, Indian health. Yeah. It's like if it was an actual hate, you know, it's, it's like it's not the N-word, right? You know what I mean? It's not the same, and what they're doing is they're trying to call him a racist because they don't want people to actually look at that video and see what he actually says. Because if you do, what you realize is that all he's doing is he got emotional because he's a man and he's frustrated with the process. This is what I see, and he's frustrated with the process, and he feels like he's he's he feels like his dick's getting stepped on, and he's like, look, like we're trying to make we're trying to make these decisions. You know what I mean? Travis they asked Travis Schneider to uh, to do these 11 things he agreed to those 11 things in writing you know what I mean and then now at the 11th hour they send another letter with more stipulations for this gentleman to jump through none of them show up here to do any commentary or to even be part of this meeting and we're supposed to make decisions based upon this document and they've redacted it we can't Alan Bongio and the planning commission couldn't even see the document that they were supposed to make decisions upon that were extra stipulations for Travis Schneider and his project. And so what he was doing was basically going, I call bullshit and this is why I call bullshit X, Y, Z. It sounds to me like they, they felt like once they saw that he agreed to those things that they, that they didn't ask for enough, a typical negotiating. Like it's like when you've, when, it's like when you're going to sell a car and you're like, ah, yeah, I'm going to throw my car up there for four grand. And then you throw it up there and it's like you get fucking 10 hits. Like the first second it's up there on Craigslist, you're, you know for a fact you underpriced that shit. Right. You know what I mean? And if it sells that same day, you're, you probably could have got more. You probably
0: got another thousand dollars for it. Right. Well, the, the Travis Snyder case is interesting because that guy is, that guy is something. That guy is something. I don't know nothing about him. He, uh, Uh, To be fair, I've never talked to him, but my understanding is that, you know, he got these permits for this place in one spot, and then he moved it to a different spot where it wasn't supposed to be permitted for. He built that road through the marsh, which was not permitted. He wasn't supposed to build that. His kids cut down these trees in, in the wetlands, which wasn't permitted. He got permitted for a certain square footage and then built over that square footage and then said, oh, well, it's only for square footage that is enclosed. But even the square footage that was enclosed was over and the permit wasn't it wasn't specified for enclosed versus outdoor. This is the thing, though, about that, bro. So I, like, I've 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 been have you dug into that, though. Yes. You, you've looked yes, into that. I have
1: I have. And the, and the, w- the cool part about it, like I have history with permits and permitting processes and stuff. And it's like, yes, do I look at that and go Travis Schneider made mistakes? Sure. Does definitely appear that way. But the thing about it, though, is whenever there's a permitting process, the planning commission and the inspectors are also equally equal parties in responsibility to the permitting process. It's not just the person who's making the, the alleged violations. It's also the inspection process and the planning commission itself. So during this whole entire process, you know what I mean? The only thing that me and you could assume is that during this entire process, people were going out there inspecting it and stamping their stamp of approval. And that only until Alan Bongio said the word Indians did this all become
0: a problem. Well, yeah, but that's my understanding. My understanding from that is that the connection between Bongio and this guy, that family relationship. There's nothing Bongio there, was, But Bongio was pushing it through. That's where my understanding is that a lot of that's people were trying to make it appear. Yeah, that it was rubber stamped this is through. All,
1: that's, that's the like in my piece where I'm like uh, no, a North Coast Journal uh, attacks the wives. It's like uh, Alan Bongio episode two, I believe it is. So in that I I break down at, at, at how and that was the only time that I ever got Alan Bongio to actually speak to me uh, and and he actually, and and I got a quote from him but basically he broke it down where it was like like it was he his wife and the person they allege have a relationship and the familiar connection there there is no familiar connection there it just so happens to be that like his wife's niece married one of his daughters or nieces or something it's like it's like a it's like, like it's like four it's like four relationships removed basically it's like it, like it's like i can't remember exactly what it is i had to it's so hard to even say i can't remember you have to look it up but it's like brothers sisters daughters husbands sister it's something like that
0: it's like degrees of separation ridiculous right but he also he they was, don't
1: even know each other too they said they would walk past each other on the street and they would have no idea Yeah but are. this
0: isn't his first running with the permitting problem No
1: he he knows he, but he does know Travis Schneider he does know Travis Schneider as, a, as no, someone that's on through many I mean, Travis, is,
0: this isn't his first run-in with breaking oh, for code. Sure. Oh, for sure. For he sure. had that. For that sure. I don't know if it was a duplex or a home, but he got permitted to build or rebuild the roof and then built a second story and said, oh, I thought this was covered under my new roof permit. Built a whole whole second story. So this is the thing,
1: though, is in in that, in that the way that that's framed, it makes it sound like he should have known and he should have but-
0: he That's, does this for a living. He's, this is the thing, he, though. Is it's not his... No, know res- the
1: codes. No, it's, hi- it's the responsibility of the planning commission. It's government
0: oversight. Yeah, but if you, get, if you go in you know and, I mean? get and you pull a permit for a new roof... Right. And you build a whole second story... It depends on the language of the permit. Oh, oh, come on. No, i so Permit, like this, if it says... It's a contract. You can build a new roof... Yeah. And you build up... And an, a, a whole nother thing on top of it, and then the new roof—that's
1: kind of crazy.
0: Come that on, is, that that's kind of cr- crazy. I, I
1: mean, it, it d- does sound. To be fair, I don't know. I need on to talk. Safe.
0: We need to talk to on, Travis. Yes, but you the idea that he would be cool. He is in this realm. Man. You would think that a guy that is doing this for his living would at least have a cursory glance. And I understand. There's a lot of fucking codes. There's a lot to know. There's a lot to work. Through. The thing about it is this, though. It's like, but he's he's skirting. He's skirting the edge, and he's oh, playing yeah. the field of. Oh, I thought this was all covered Tip under of the coat. my hat code. to him for that. I mean, you, to be fair, like, get away with what you build, can get away most with. Most people building shit, they, they do this, they I do mean, this. I mean, look at all the dilapidated bullshit all over this county. You can't fault him for that, but the idea that he does this for a living and now he's caught, so now you gotta you gotta buck up and you gotta own it, but think, it came about,
1: out. but think about the hypocrisy, though, of an ancient Indian remains being found on a Eureka City project. But two with things, millions of dollars behind it, and they're can like, "Yeah, wrong. go ahead and keep on going. There's nothing important about this cultural site." But that's the thing. Keep on paving, boys. Keep on going, boys. Travis Schneider, you're a racist. Alan Bonjo, you're a racist. Those blackberries and those trees are culturally significant. But that dead body over there with the with the with the dagger and stuff. No, no, that's nothing. Keep on going, boys. Here's the thing. Two things. Two things
0: can be wrong. I agree with you. Everybody's a hypocrite. Two things can be wrong. But we have to remember, just because one thing slides and one thing doesn't, everybody is. Let's be honest. It's It's true. It's true. Just because one thing slides and one thing doesn't doesn't mean one's justified and the other isn't. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. have two Mm -hmm. things that Mm -hmm. are full of shit and Mm -hmm. one just gets rubber stamped through. Doesn't mean it's any more valid than the other thing.
1: That's actually an excellent quote. You should write that down right now. That was actually excellent. Say that again That's my one contribution that was I don't really even know what
0: I just said Two things Bullshit yeah. You said something along like, Well it's gonna be recorded just, Yeah just cause two things are bullshit Doesn't mean one can't get Rubber stamped Stamp. through Or something yeah, like that Yeah
1: that's excellent That's really good If you think about it I, I like That's, that, not,
0: that's I, my contribution To the world right I think now. it's a good quote But I mean Yeah That's what I'm saying That's a good and, shirt And From my Very uneducated understanding The way the county's run Is not It's not up to code It's not kosher and So there we go and I think that's why people draw the connection between Bongio and Schneider is, well, there's a family matter, so if if my cousin came to me and said, "Hey, you're in this position, can you help can you help me out?" People it was come to cousin. That.
1: That's the thing is like they don't even actually know each other. And so the familiar
0: connection, what they tried to draw is they're like, but and, what does that mean? they've well, never is, had any contact. They don't know they're related. Well what they said is it is that was, proven
1: No, yeah, this is what they what they said, what they allege what the North Coast Journal allege in their document, you can look it up, is they say that that Alan Bongio did concrete work. That the familiar connection, it was something along the lines of that the familiar connection is so strong that, that, it, that it compelled Alan Bongio to do concrete work on the Travis Schneider project, which is an egregious, you know, step outside of how he should be on the planning commission. Something along those lines, right? The problem with this that makes it bullshit is that, because I actually interviewed him, and it's in my piece, is that what happened was is the someone from the Travis Schneider project, not Travis Schneider himself, one of his employees basically, was was there on site and he was, and he went there on site and they, and they didn't have concrete stamps, right? He had concrete stamps in his truck at that point in time, because it's just something that he has as part of being a contractor. And so he left the concrete stamps with the guys and those guys returned them onto his driveway later that night when they were done, but they paint it like he's down there with a trial and he's fucking with a wheelbarrow, like pouring fucking concrete out in a you know in a in a in a in a you know stained you know freaking white wife beater, you know out in the blazing sun. You know he's out there, and Travis Schneider's like, "Oh, how's it going, buddy? Are you uh, doing good? Yeah, bud. I'm so glad that you asked me to do this workout on the on the house today. You know this isn't egregious, complete you know misstep, and this is something that obviously a chair of a commission would never do." But you know, let's just—that's how they painted it. It's like it's all theater. It's like if you—it's it, emotional bullshit. You know what I mean? Like it—it's—it's it's emo. It's like they can say concrete work because he left concrete stamps, and it makes you—that's th- what makes you think concrete work. Because anybody who's done concrete work, they think it's like concrete work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like leaving some concrete stamps for some dude that needs some
0: concrete stamps, and you're saving him a trip it, to the it's store just to grab such them. A, you know what I mean? It's like, such a messy. It's just so. so it's crazy. such a messy situation, if and you the to, idea that the funny thing about yeah. the Bongio case is if that's racist and he's reprimanded for that, whatever happened to Rex Bone when he was making those comments about the Mexicans? <laughs> Which I mean, I looked into those, and I even think
1: those were like, Pfft. did you what, what happened even, there? so he uh, alleged. So I actually wrote a piece too that kind of like ties him in too, and so Rex Bone he says allegedly he was at some dinner and allegedly he says something to the effect that that like the the food was so good that good that it makes you want to go still have still some hubcaps which is a hilarious joke that is if he did say that like that you're you're a badass rex bone and i would have fucking laughed and if anybody if that makes you like cry on the inside you need to check your triggers because that's hilarious See
0: if you can find anything on that that was his quote i hundred percent how does that relate to mexicans well, it's it's like the Mexican
1: food is a, it's like so so it's like oh we're gonna go eat Mexican food and, and it's like oh the Mexican food's so authentic that it makes
0: me want to go steal uh steal, steal hubcaps. hubcaps. It's hilarious, dude. Rex Bone, um, see if you can find out what he said. And this was from somebody else. Yeah, and and he oh and yeah, he, right denies, he denies Recently even I ever saying it. I was informed that Supervisor Rex Bone made a statement at a nonprofit fundraiser about Mexican Mexican food, asking if it was authentic enough to make you want to go out and steal <laughs> hubcaps. <laughs> Several reliable sources directly heard the comment. It's hilarious. Nationally, radio commenters, professional coaches, actors, and others in the public eye were forced to resign and were terminated for making racist, homophobic, or sexist comments. Their removals were positive moves. Hate words uh, have no place in the public discourse. They dehumanize and incite discriminatory behaviors. Words. Shout out to the Los Ghost Outpost. Hate words. Um. The rec- Mr. Bone may say that he was only making, only joking. Not only is this kind of joking hurtful to me and to members of my community, but it fuels the current villainization of Mexican and Latinx. I fucking hate the Latinx thing. It's retarded. Every time I see that, the That's only people that use it's that, same shit. No, no Latino person uses that. No,
1: no. It's because it's not a real thing. It's like transgender. It's not his, a real thing.
0: His statement means that we are all criminals. Mr. Bowen should know that jokes reinforce cultural attitudes, practices, and policies that treat an entire community like criminals. Well, Rex, I mean, to be fair... And I probably shouldn't say this because I don't have a whole lot to back this up, but I've heard that when you have you come across the idea of the good old boys club?
1: I hate that slang. I don't even know what it means, but I've seen it so much that I'm like, what is this good old boys bullshit? I don't know, but whenever that flannel shirts,
0: whenever that has been thrown at me, Rex's name is always directly followed.
1: Yeah, always. I, I I do not understand what it means.
0: It's, it's, but it's okay. This is, but it's something that I can't You know s- who you should talk to huh. that, f- that kind of feeds into this? Do you know who? Um... Oh, I, ju- I had his name on the tip of my tongue, and I just drew a blank. He was running for DA. Google the DA race. Um, not Kamada. Oh, I had his name on the tip of my tongue. I hate that. And he had some, he had some choice words to say about Rex. Um, I mean, I've heard all kinds of rumors about the guy. Why can I not think of his name? I, I, it's he's literally really nice. on this. I had his name, and as I was talking it out, it just it slipped through. Have you talked to Rex before? I haven't. I need to get him on.
1: He's actually super. I mean, I've I've never had him on a podcast or anything. I've tried to get him a bunch of times. I want to interview him really bad. <laughs> you know, um, but a little hesitant to come on. He's hesitant to yeah. come yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of sit
0: down. Do you have a time format for yours, or you do you open ended? Just open ended. Yeah, just that's kinda, the way to do it. Yeah,
1: yeah. I was gonna do like all kind of like. Getting getting it ready and stuff, and like all fought out and stuff. And then out of my buddy Adam, the same
0: dude Adam, he was just like, no, you're gonna wing it and you're gonna be a man. I'm like, yes, sir. Go to Andy, go to go to the podcast because I've had him on. He's somewhere around um Stacy Eads and Adrian Kamada. Um, oh, I can't think of his name, but he had some some choice words to say in connection to Rex and this homeless housing that they were doing at some hotel during the pandemic hmm. that'd be interesting where you're this news organization you know
1: i mean i pushed back on him hardcore during the pandemic i I mean the, who rex yeah rex you know rex i mean a lot of it was, was i was really kind of underwhelmed by him and by also by um um Virginia bass a little bit.
0: She's really a sweet lady though, so I don't I'm kinda like Michael Acosta. Sorry to interrupt. Michael Acosta. Yeah, no worries, dude. No worries. You should you should reach out to that guy because if he I mean, he's in the middle of his case, I believe, but if what he's saying is true, it's he's got a crazy story. He thinks he was framed by the police. They planted kind of set someone up to plant drugs. The guy's got a crazy story. Yeah, we had him on the podcast and he I I have no means to fact check what he said because I'm just on here talking shit, but if what he said is true, he's got a, uh, he's got a crazy, crazy story. He ran for DA to try to shed light on some of the corruption and shit that's going around.
1: Dude, that I'd be really interested in
0: that. <clears throat> yeah, but back man. to what you were saying, so you you tried to reach out to Rex? Whoa. Yeah,
1: he's. I mean, he's really really nice. He's a super nice man. He's super respectful on the phone. Um, super cordial. Like really really. And he's honestly he's he's really he's a, he's actually. Has a funny sense of humor, and he like he's made me laugh over the phone in like a two minute conversation just because he's he's just like that, right? He's just a good guy, and um, just kind of he kind of reminds me of like you know like 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 your uncle kind of, you know what I mean? Like you're talking to your your uncle, you know what I mean? The one that you like, you know? And he's like, hey, it's Rex, you know? And uh, but like, yeah, he won't. He doesn't seem like he's like well, super dangerous. like
0: for anybody in politics to have a long format conversation where they yeah. don't have the questions presented to them, yeah. And it can get a little dicey. What are you gonna ask me?
1: Well, I also offered him, and I offered, I'm like, well, you know, if it'll make you comfortable, we can like, you know, I, you can like write your interview
0: questions, and i don't do, do that. Don't do I, and that. But I said,
1: but I said, but I'm gonna come with follow ups. You know what I mean? Okay, that's. I mean, yeah. you got to be
0: careful because if you're trying to paint yourself as this objective, news I would have said it.
1: If I would have covered it that way, I would have literally been like throwing it out there, 100. percent Before I even started the entire, it'd have been me facing the camera going like. All of these interview questions were prepared in advance. Both parties are prepared in advance, and da 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 da. You know, I would explain the entire format like crystal clear. Because I'm not. This is the thing. There's like like the like the ancient Indian piece, right? We could have written about this for the past two months. We haven't because I can't stand anonymous sources. Can't stand it. So are you trying to validate that story? I right want now? it 100 percent validated. I don't have brass tacks. I want to hold the dagger so bad. I want a picture of the dagger so bad. I that that dagger to me is like the crown jewel in my mind me winning you know what i've won if you ever hear of like donnie creekmore writes this thing you know, if there's any some if it ever comes out of my website that this 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 story's broke and, and and that dagger is confirmed like hashtag dagger
0: confirmed we're gonna have a party yeah is it hard being a journalist in that sense or do you count yourself as a journalist 100 percent citizen journalists, yeah is it hard trying to vet sources because you don't want to publish something that's just bullshit that somebody just sends you as a troll it's not hard to vet stuff really
1: you know um it depends you know like well I I I ask questions and questions and questions and questions I love to talk to people and I love stories you know and so like with me and I'm a very curious individual too so like um which 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 is I've learned that I should be a podcast guy because I like... Works for a podcast. Yeah, exactly. You know, I like to ask, that, like someone will say something, I'll just get them talking. And I'll just be like, cause, and I'm literally curious to like, how far does this go, you know? And so that's kind of, that's kind of what compels me there, you know?
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting age that we are in with the news and with I what's propagated. It. I want to become it.
1: That's the, like, the, I, I think that, so this is something too that you hear a lot that I can't stand is that, oh, he's not a certified journalist. Or he's not a, he didn't, he, didn't, he didn't go to school for journalism. Or, you know what I mean? Like the, the whole thing, like you have to have, like jump through a certain specific amount of hoops to be able to like write a blog piece and put it on the internet and have an opinion and express your freedom of speech. You know what I mean? Like it's, we have an open press and there's no, um, there's no firewalls between you becoming the press or me becoming the press the way I see it. You know what I mean. The only difference is is whether or not we're gonna commit to it and then be consistent to that commitment. Wake up every single day, set a schedule. You know what I mean. Make a team, make an LLC, make a website. Like a, you know what I mean. Like so, what we're doing. We're we are 100% dead set in doing what we're doing. We have a strategy that's playing out beautifully. We have goals set. We've been we've been hitting milestone after milestone. You know what I mean. And so it's like. That's, that's the way I see it. It's like, if you, if you want to be a journalist, you're like, if you wanted to be a podcast guy, you're a podcast guy. You know what I mean? It's, it's just like that. Wake up, make the choice,
0: and then just do everything in your life to, you know, support that. How did you build out this team? Are you funding this personally? Do you have funding behind you? Um, we don't have any funding behind us. Um, the team itself
1: has made our, made contributions ourselves into the company, uh, financial and work. And then we've, put uh values to the work that we've put in you know and so um there's four of us that make up the company right now and um i'm the major i'm the ceo and the major holder of the percentage and then the other three hold like a quarter and they're um the way i look at it is i kind of want this to be kind of like an employee-owned business you know but i also want the stakes to get to be to where you're an employee with those benefits to be like, you've, you've like been with the company for a while and you've, you know what I mean? Proved your worth and value and that you're not going anywhere. And, but that's how I kind of wanted to see it. I want to see it to where everybody's invested in the same thing. And everybody kind of sees the same vision and wants to, wants to see the same things through, you know, and has the same um, kind of the same basic values in mind, you know, uh, we don't all get it. We don't all agree too. this is the thing like uh, Ash, uh, one of my best friends, He's been with Humboldt Freedom Coalition. Uh, I met him through that, that uh, inter- interchange. And he is just a remarkable individual. I mean, a talented artist, talented author. Uh, he, his writing is a style that I completely enjoy to read myself. It, like, I read his blogs, and they're really, really cool. My entire family loves reading them, which is kind of interesting to me because I can't seem – like, they, my blogs, like, not everybody in my family likes my pieces. But everybody in my family loves his pieces, which I'm just like. So I'm just like watching what he does and just kind of like going, okay, taking so you notes, like, okay, yeah, what I'm like I what do? is, what's this magic, you know? But he he's just he he does things in a compelling way, and he like brings together a lot of things that you probably wouldn't think were connected, but he connects them in a way to where, one, you're not going to really challenge it after you're done reading it. And then two, it's not in a way that it's like this in your face or done. You know, it's just like there's no shock value. It's just like, well, have you thought about this? And And it's kind of like when you meet him as a person, it's kind of like his personality as a person, too. He's very like calm, cool, collect, super kind, Um, liberally lady. I wish I could say her real name, but I made an agreement with her to not. um, She is um, a huge patriot. You should have her on the show. Is she local. She is local. She's local. She's in Humboldt. She is an, a remarkable human being, incredibly talented, honest, forthright, um, just, like, impeccable, like, attention to detail. Uh, she knows Twitter better than any human being, I think, on the planet and um, and social media. She understands how social media and and especially Twitter works with the Internet like i mean i i'm really really good at the internet i'm really really good at web development and i'm i mean i can set up social i mean i mean like pretty basic stuff right but she just like just goes another level with it and and in her and her own personal life um is like a remarkable american success story too like a american dream story really you know which which i think that if you could get her on the podcast even if it's just as liberty lady uh it's a remarkable story. I want to interview interviewer because of the story. It's a remarkable story. Why hide story. behind the name? Um so, you know, our our website is is controversial. And when when you're like um sometimes family members and other people that, you know, other situations are just basically make it to where if you were to n- not, if you were to put your name out there, it would be potentially have backlash for other people. And if you love those people, you choose just not to do that. You know what I mean? Until it's like absolutely like hundred percent necessary or like just happens naturally, you'd say like, you know, and so <clears throat> also like from a branding perspective, you know, her Twitter is Liberty lady, you know, and, and it's got 30,000 something plus followers or something like that. And so it was just kind of like, like which one? You it was know, a good fit. It was a good fit, yeah. You know, and it was like, okay, like we might as well just do this because it, it provides you that comfort and protection for family members and things like that and loved ones. And I'm all for that. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not like gonna make someone do like, like, like if you wanted to come do stuff with me and you're like, dude, I wanted to do it like this and I want to have a pen alias and stuff like that. I'm down as long as you're not just like spreading like, like bullshit you know what i mean like straight up lies you know like as long as it's not malicious malicious you know what i mean and so yeah and so that's basically kind of like the way that went and then um we've got another um uh, com- uh, contributor our editor antoinette she is incredibly remarkable probably one of the best writers i've ever uh, experienced she knows english words and latin and all kinds of stuff she comes up with all kinds of really cool ways to describe things and like Sayings that you've never heard of, and then she's like, No, you gotta look this up, and then you look it up and you're like, that actually fits perfect. You're a genius, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like all kinds of stuff. Like, I had never heard of uh the term um tiger, what was it? It was uh paper tigers. Have you heard of this? Paper tigers? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I am kinda, huh? Right? Yeah. Do you know what it means? Is it like a false flag thing? It's like a false, like a false thing, like a fake. It's like you're just calling someone a fake, you know. And it was awesome because it like fit perfectly into, I can't remember what the headline was we were writing at the time, but it was like, I called him like, and all this stuff was all just on paper. And she's like, oh my God, no, you got to call them paper tigers because you're making this analogy. And it was like, it was just really cool, you know? And so we have really, I and she, and so like, she, it's funny, me and her share the same birthday. We're both Capricorns, January 16th. And uh, what's fascinating about it is like, we don't always agree, you know what I mean? And it creates uh interesting, you know, dynamic. And, but it's good because, like, if I don't have a check and balance, you know what I mean? And if Liberty doesn't have a check and balance and Ash doesn't have a check and balance, you know what I mean? Then we're just going to, like, all we're going to do is throw things out from our, you know, kind of narrow, uh, subjective perspective. But then when we have the editor come in and she kind of sees things from a different light and she'll be like, oh, this is really cool, your perspective here, but maybe you should think about this. you know. So a lot of our pieces, there's a lot of thought and time that goes into our pieces. I'd say probably each piece that gets published, probably somewhere around four to 16 man hours have put, been put into each piece between researching the trends around the, the specific topic, uh, getting links and all of the relevant like link back stuff all of the sources um getting images that aren't going to get us kicked off the internet or <laughs> copyright infringement stuff like that that are also relevant to what we're trying to say um you know um and then also like we a lot of times we'll write the piece and then we'll arrange the way that we even have Put the piece together after the fact because once we've read it a few of three or four times, we're like that piece that section is better here, whatnot. You know what I mean? And usually, Antoinette's be- behind a lot of that really thoughtful kind of like flow, I guess you'd say. So she's she's integral and on top of it. Um, we have like, we have like a very family vibe to our company. You know, we have uh, potlucks where we get together. We have you know barbecues where we get together. All of our kids play. You know what I mean? Um, we all laugh and have a great time. Even when we have our differences, like it's like it's usually like so, like we'll like someone else will make fun of the two people having the differences and it all we all burst into laughter and then we get back down to business. You know what I mean? Because it's usually like a small shit that we're like fiddling about, you know. But yeah, no, I've got a badass team and it's just gonna build from there. We've got contributors that aren't actual like part of the company, your Driscoll, um, he's a really cool dude, straight shooter. Uh, he's only written one piece for us, but he's working on another one now. He takes a lot longer to write his pieces cause he's got his life and he's things that he's doing. And he's just kind of like a contributor, but, um, uh, he's a really cool dude. And are I think, you guys
0: bringing in cash or is it the hope that that's oh yeah.
1: increases? Oh, you guys are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we got the, we just launched the shop. So this is a milestone that we reached It's super sick. And so, uh, watch out for this with your websites too. Cause you might do it too. Cause you guys probably, I'm sure you get good traffic. Um, I was going to launch our shop, and I st- started getting all these database errors. You know? And I've never experienced that in my life with a website, like like out of the box, fresh everything, fresh WooCommerce, everything locked locked in. I'm like, what's going on here? And so I I was just like, okay, maybe it's like a theme conflict, or maybe I don't know. And so I just installed, a, I made a completely separate website with some fresh WordPress and fresh everything. Same problems. What is going on here? You know what I mean? Well, all my websites were on a shared hosting plan. It was a really good one, but all of the websites that I own and also some other ones that I manage are all on this shared hosting pro. And I guess that when I looked into it, like when you're on a shared hosting, you, you share your bandwidth and your traffic with also websites out there in the ether, okay? And Lost Coast Populist started to smash so goddamn hardcore with its traffic. We're getting like 11,500 page visits a month right now. And like close to like between like 1500 to 2500 like visitors actually like scrolling through and staying on for like five, 10 minutes, you know what I mean? Like a month. And that, and that, that with everything else that was happening, it was just it, like with me trying to do my database work on the back end and everything I was doing with syncing these products and stuff, it was just like too much. You're maxing out, maxing it out, right? And, and so long story short, I got with the tech people and they once I figured it out, it kept me on a tech chat for longer than I was willing to experience for them to realize they had to sell me a product. And so I switched to a different uh, provider at that point and got it for a lot cheaper. But now we have like the best bells and whistles on a virtual, virtual private server. Like we got the very, very best product on like a, um, on like a black Friday deal. And so now the site's like running like a thousand times faster, like, working on the back end is so much amazing now. Like nothing takes any time. I used to wonder like, why does it take so time, much time for everything to load in the back end? What is wrong with this theme? It's so weird, you know, like it's, and it was all just like there was just so many people looking at the site at that time that you guys were just maxing out. We're maxing that's a good out. place to be in though. It is. It is. And so we just launched we moved the we moved to the to the Ferrari what we're on now. We were on like a Pinto before that, you know, that ha- that was towing a trailer with everybody else behind it. And now we're on a Ferrari. And, um, you know, we've got the site launch, we've got people buying our products on there. We've got like the hat, you know, the shirt, all the merch, all the merch, you know, um, we've also we have been approached by uh, potential investors, but we actually haven't had the meeting with them yet. Just people that are like, we really like what you're doing. We're inter- Yeah. And, you know, they're kind of, it seems to me like they're like watching
0: you know, are you guys? Is it just local stuff? Are you guys? It's you guys, shout out to Growing Parents, whoop whoop. Wild Human. Are you guys just focused on local? Or are you guys trying to throw a little national news in there as well?
1: Yeah, you know, we do. We throw some national news and some California news in there as well. Um, a lot of it's focused on local. You know, um, it all it all depends. You know, um, the the way that and what I really wanted to do is I wanted the website to be as as user. Uh, like I want the, I want everybody to be able to engage with it right beyond comments. And actually, there's more engagement stuff that we're pouring into it right now. So the first thing you'll see is like on if you cruise down just a tad right there. Just cruise just a little bit down. See how there's star ratings on those posts. So you can go to the post and then at the bottom of the post, after you're done reading it, every single person who reads it can leave a star rating. And the more star ratings it gets, the higher it goes up and stays on our trending and popular uh, tabs. Do you guys rate your own shit? I mean, I'm sure. I I mean, I
0: don't. Count. I always laugh. I see those people that like their own but Instagram posts. But it's only one posts. rate. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I see those people that like their own Instagram posts. I'm like, what are you doing? What well, are we it, doing here? It's supposed to like help the algorithm. Yeah, but stuff. what are we? What are not yeah, come on, it's, it's ridiculous. I, it is ridiculous. I, I mean, I like that. my
1: own posts just because we're starting out. I don't. Like, I can't.
0: I. I, I, I'm, I I'm a dinosaur though with that. Like, in, like I,
1: yeah, I like social media. I'm like, that's Liberty Lady's job. Like, yeah. I don't
0: know what I'm doing, dude. She and she even makes fun if of me. If I didn't time. have the podcast, I wouldn't do social media. Me either. It's just me either. It's not my forte.
1: I had I had deleted my Facebook account like years ago, and the only reason I brought it back was to do this thing, and so yeah, and so business reviews that's another thing we're going to be doing it's going to be really really huge and i actually have i've been doing so much of this programming backend stuff that i've got actually like four or five different business reviews that i still haven't posted yet and so what we've been doing is we've just been showing up to eat at different places taking pictures of our food and then leaving an honest reply and and essentially what we're going to do is we're going to highlight all the winners but we're not going to even cover anybody that sucks just because it's not nice we, we thought about doing an honorable mentions area you know where people just know that we went, we went, we saw, but we didn't review. But I even think that that might—you
0: should cover the places that suck. I'd like to know that. I don't know. Be like I don't want to waste feel... my time going to this place. I don't. I don't know. Survival I feel of the very... fittest, man. I feel it's... very. I get where you're coming from. You want to be nice, yeah. But if a restaurant sucks, it's a sucks. business. It's a business, yeah, but...
1: and they might be trying, you know. And it might, you know, I don't know. I, but we thought about like Having like a back-end thing Where we go to do the review And they suck And then we reach out to them And go like Here's the things That you can improve And we'll come back And give you a good review And this is all
0: in between you us You guys could do like a Well I'm you not know? gonna tell you How to run your shit But No oh, I, would, I would Dude please I would love please. to know What restaurants suck Cause I'm always like Oh what's a, good, what's a good spot <laughs> Yeah I, And if it sucks If it sucks And it they sucked, find guess, out huh? That they suck Maybe they can improve That's I, That's the approach I take with this I know what it sucks Do you like to write? Well Well listen <laughs> Come on. You want but a job? <laughs> it seems like so you guys are really trying to build this out as like a one stop shop. For everything humble. For everything. Everything news, everything humble. Everything events. This is too. the place to go to. So our events calendar too. Um, so we're gonna have You see
1: you got the weather up there in the corner. Yep, we got weather. It's only for Eureka though. I wanna have a location based but that's I think that'll suffice for now. But yeah, no, we're gonna do everything. So uh th- let's go to the news section. I wanna show something too. This is really cool for viewers. This is just something I
3: just yeah, click News.
1: So, this is Humboldt News. This is all of the other local news uh, aggregates all in one place. And so, so you, for
0: people just listening, we're at com, and you've got a little category for this.
1: Yeah, it's called Local News. So, you click on hum, you click on News, Humboldt, and then News. And then this is all uh, – this is your Lost Coast Outpost, North Coast Journal, Mad River Union – rumble and humble like everything that i could find that where people were consistently putting out content um as far as news in humboldt county i wanted it all in one space so i don't have to look at their terrible websites
0: so you guys are aggregating off these sites as 100%, well yeah.
1: okay and so what you're seeing there too is this this isn't in my database like I, I can't see all those posts on the back end that's just literally like a mirror And all I'm doing is making it real convenient and nice for people like me who can't stand their websites, but still want to see all their information. Well, you can go to my site and see it all one place and not have to go to their terrible websites. And then you can also see the connections where they all run the similar headlines and the similar phrases. And you can see how they're all kind of working in concert to push a narrative. And so, Who's the top
0: dog right now? Lost Coast Outpost?
3: Uh, In terms of think... local
0: news,
1: who's, who's who's? Oh, actually, ooh, this would be. Oh man, let me think of how. What is the website that I did? So I did when I first got into this idea. Before I actually made a move, I did some business. Oh man, let me think of. I'll think of it. And it's like a cool website. Basically, it shows what websites are worth. See if you can find it. Just like the value of websites, or like search, like like website value search engine something like that you know just keep on like see if you can find something basically there's this website where you can look one of those it's one of those and you can basically see what a website's worth and i did a comparison of all of my compet, my potential competitors and lo and behold i think this might be it um you know they're all basically competing over thirty million dollars worth of uh, annual ad revenue. Thirty million dollars—that is yeah. so crazy. Yeah. Look, this is it. This is it. This is it. Check it out. So look at go go, go back up go back screws up. Okay, so right there, annual revenue one point zero
0: million. Where are we where are we looking right now? So
1: company lost right there. Oh yeah. Boom.
0: Annual revenue less than ten million. Is that less than? That's less than ten million. Less than ten million.
3: Wait, and go then... back. Go back for a second. Andy. Um. Uh, yeah, less less than ten million. That's one. That's one million, isn't it? One
0: 0? Is there a decimal there? I can't tell. Oh yeah. Okay, less than one million. Wow, that okay. is a shitty design. Yeah, the it less is than a shitty one design. million. Um, but information. 716,000 total visits.
1: Now check this out. Go to North Coast Journal. Like, do the all of them, and you'll see that. Like, like so. There. Wow, like we're the, just gonna.
0: We're gonna. We're gonna shit on some science right now. Oh, dude, this is dope shit
1: right here, bro. This is like the. In- so look at that how much there One
0: hundred sixty-three thousand total visits Look but how how
1: this is legit so traffic they're bro. two
0: million to five million yeah, wow, buddy. i didn't think
1: the journal was bringing that in hey guess what i i have anonymous sources that say the number one source of all of these companies incomes are county city and municipalities department of home department of Health and Human Services. Of course, you're not going to bite the hand that feeds. Wow,
0: Kemp. KY Kemp. red Blackabelt is doing. Is that six bang. or five to ten? Bang, bang, bang. I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah, bro. I would have thought. Why did I think it was Lost Coast? And think Maybe about because this, they're just the ones that share. And, and,
1: and, they, and they only market to liberals and leftists. You know what I mean? Like the conservatives. But still,
0: those numbers go back. 650,000 people for total visits. Do you think that's a year or, or lifetime? Probably annual. Annual that would make yeah, sense. Probably if that's lifetime, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting eleven
3: eleven thousand five hundred a month right now. Going back to uh, Lost Coast. I don't know, mine's. Oh, Lost Coast Populist serial. Now Let's we're going see. in. I'm curious. Like this ain't Yeah, it's What's not. It's,
0: it right, been yeah. Been I mean, you're just starting out. Though. Yeah, it's brand new. You when did you when did you have take be, over? Have to have, probably have to have
1: a year's worth of accrual. When did you take over? The domain?
0: Yeah. Uh, there
1: was nothing on the domain, so it was just a park domain. I took over
0: October, October? of
3: November? this year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it's fresh, fresh. Oh, damn. Yeah. So you're, really, you're just Rocket. hitting the ground right in. Rocket success, too, as
3: far as internet traffic. That's why. Yeah, internet. you're going to need a little more time to get your, your analytics in. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And we can, I can see it on the backside of my site,
0: you know what I mean? Yeah, I, you can see your, yeah, traffic, I can see a, for like those there. Yeah, everything that hits, it. Yeah. Wow, I I didn't realize Redhead Black Belt was smashing it, doing some numbers. Damn, and if you think about it collectively
1: all together, you're like, wow, and then none of them even like, none of them even try to
0: market to anything that's center right but i wonder how many center right people we have around here cuz you've got lot. hsu which is a i mean lot. arcata is just
1: a left wing again so wormhole another thing that's interesting about me and is that i used to be the 5th district chair about, of the humble gop i had i had uh access to the voter rolls so i i i saw how everybody voted <coughs> in the past like what was it the past 8 16 years or something like that in the voter rolls you know, I could have looked up anybody on, like, the search thing and told you if they're a Democrat or they voted whatever, you know, because I was using that to make, to place calls and to knock on doors and to try to g- get
0: the vote out, right? You good? Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Okay.
0: Well, I just didn't know I Sitting point. up. My chair, I sink into my chair and uh, so I constantly, these uh, are uh, shitty chairs. We're working on it. Everything's uh, a work in progress.
1: And uh, so uh, looking at the voter rolls, though, I mean, I can't remember the exact numbers because it's been a you know, some months since I've seen these numbers, but somewhere along the lines of there's like around 56,000 ish Democrat registered Democrats. And I want to say there's somewhere around 40,000 ish independents. And there's somewhere around 36,000 ish Republicans somewhere around there. So like the 36 and the 40, if they were to get
0: together a and agree. Number,
1: yeah, baby. We, I, I want to touch back, on, vote. I want to touch back vote. on that.
0: What, Cause in the beginning you said that the Republican party is pushing away Independents. Mm hmm. Why? Why? How would that make sense? Why well, would you want to do that? The the
1: the GOP establishment is not the MAGA populace. But
0: would not you want all the votes that you can get? Why would you want to alienate an it's, entire group, dude? It's so weird. So, um,
1: I mean, all I can do is speculate because I don't know exactly what compels them. But from my from my surmise, it seems to me that they would rather keep going the way it is and just keep grifting and keep grifting, you know what I mean? Donations and the experience of that whole situation and that winning and actually doing something and that change and stuff. I think that's scary to them, honestly. And I think that it's also, it's like when you're used to, like in California, especially when you're used to losing them, I mean, they've lost for 20 years solid, you know what I mean? 22 years solid, I believe. And so it's like, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was the last Republican anything reluctant. Yeah. And, I mean, was he a real—I wouldn't call him a MAGA Republican. I would call him pretty establishment, you know. Well,
0: I don't think there were MAGA Republicans there before were. Trump, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, true fact. And so uh, there were Ron Paul Republicans back then, or, or they would call them um, uh, Tea Party Republicans, you know. So the Tea Party movement in 2012 became the MAGA movement in 2016. The same same exact Americans, you know what I mean, just a couple of years later. And it's just—and uh, the same exact— um, same exact media playbooks going against them. Oh, they're racist. You know what I mean? Oh, they're election deniers. Oh, they're, you know, it's like they're, the, the, all democracy lies in the balance. You know, it's, it's, it's all bullshit. It's like the same bullshit about January 16th, or not January 6th, January, uh, January 6th. January 6th was um, a mild riot that was allowed and to get out of control and then was stimulated into the theatrics that we saw, and then there was definitely—it was most definitely an inside job, because there's absolutely no way to get inside that building unless someone hits the thing on the computer that allows the computer-controlled deadbolts to lift and to suck in at the top and the bottom of those doors, which allows
0: them to open. It, it, the capital, like, well, what's man? I'm gonna sound so right now going out, of this and, and then Star- the, the police, World. the police, like, come on, well, in boys. Regardless of how you feel about January 6th, whether yeah. you feel that it was just a piece of protest that went awry or whether you feel like these people were trying to take over the country. The, the question of whether or not the FBI or some government organization had infiltrated that and That's did a anything. Fact.
1: Yeah, but is it? Yeah, 100%. Because people
0: question that. Like, I mean, Ray, Do you know who Ray Epps is? 100%.
1: Yeah. I've seen the videos. He's completely a Fed.
0: He's just free. He, they well, of course they they went after every other person that was affiliated with that. Well, he's the Fed. And this guy, they, there's videos of Ray Epps outside screaming, "We need to go into the Capitol," and people screaming back at him, "You're a Fed. Fed. Yeah. You're a Fed." Mm-hmm. And Ray Epps is just—he's not in any deposition. He's not in any affiliation of the I, FBI towards that movement. Yeah. And he's just free. I, I knew. I knew
1: about january 6th and that it was going to go sideways and that it was going to be an event
0: three weeks before it actually happened okay what do you what do you mean when you say you knew that and you knew it was going to go sideways so uh you know like i say i like
1: the research on the internet and that's what i'm really good at and so i had gotten onto a discord channel at that time and i barely even knew what discord was but i gotten onto a discord channel that had antifa on it and they were basically claiming and it was a buddy of mine that was like a hard, actually a super hard right dude uh it's actually a um a proud boy go- proud boy from portland he actually sent me the the link to get in this thing he's like dude you got to get in here you can't believe what's going to happen they're going to dress up like trump supporters they're going to dress up like trump supporters and they're going to basically be on the front lines and they're going to cause a false flag event now no one knew what it was going to be no one knew the actual like how it was actually going to spell out we just all knew in advance that Antifa were going to be there, and that BLM was going to be there, and then they were going to dress up like like um, like Trump supporters because they had putting out like different like image graphics and different things like that, like in these channels, like private channels, telling them to do that, right? And this is like, you know, at the, at the time I was, at the time I kind of took it all as a grain of salt, you know what I mean? But then it kept building up. Where, like, in the same channel, and then in, in another Telegram channel, same thing happening that, you know, from different people sending it to me, going, like, bro, you just need to check this out, you know? And this was when, so, like, after when I moved to Portland, after I went through that whole experience, I became very political, you know what I mean? Like, and a huge Trump supporter, right? So, like, after about a year living there, I became a huge Trump supporter because of the experience that I went through, and it just kind of made me research them and then I was like, this is awesome, right? And so um that experience is what kind of fed me doing this other activity. And you know what I mean? And so yeah, that's it's just like it's just complicated.
3: It's and, <laughs> and it's complicated because how does somebody fact
0: check that? Yeah. How does somebody find out the truth? If the yeah. government won't investigate that and the the only narrative that's out there is that it was a bunch of Trump people. Regardless, I I, I won't even make a judgment call on that, but h- how do you know? How do you know when only I one side propagated and you can't... I, the average Joe isn't going to be able to I go and look it, up those Telegram messages.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so the, the that wasn't even... Like, all that did for me was, at that point, I was, like, invited to fly to, like, a thing in Florida, and I just... And, I, and it was already prepaid for, like, a golf trip and all kinds of stuff, right? Which, and I... And it was like a thing where like I, ha- I absolutely should have been there, right?
0: As an extension of the Proud Boys movement? No, 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 no. This not is just affiliated. a personal thing, like okay. a personal,
1: unaffiliated, random thing over here, right? And so I was supposed to be flying to Florida that day, and I was supposed to be doing all this stuff and flying back, you know, a couple days later and stuff. And once I heard that this could potentially happen, I was like, I'm not going to Florida. Like I'm going to be right here with my family with some weird shit that's going to be happening in D.C. I don't know if this can. I don't know how far this can go. You know what I mean? Like, you know, nine eleven. You know what I mean? Like, we never knew what that was going to turn out about, but they ended up grounding off all planes. You know what I mean? And I was You thought al- it was going to be on that level? I just... The way I, you wanted to be safe. If, if anything's going to happen, if I can make the decision now to where I know in the future that thing happens and I don't know what that's going to be because I don't have a crystal ball, you know what I mean? I'm going to make the decision now to be with my family when that happens. You know what I mean? And so I was just like, I, I saw it as like, who knows how bad this could go? You know what I mean? This could go really bad. And so, and, and it was really kind of flimsy and flim flam my, I mean, I watched the entire thing on live streams, you know, and um, I watched live streams of people. I watched the entire thing of live streams, multiple different screens at my house of different people that I followed that were literally walking in and they were walking, doing, doing different things, right. That I, you know, that I knew from chats and stuff online and everything. So it was a known thing. It was known in advance, well in advance, amongst the MAGA populist movement that were the ones that were really, really into the movement that that, event, that, that shit was going to go down that day. And that um, a lot of people didn't know, though, that were there, and they just left. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as things got hairy, it just got left. But I think the ones that were, like, pissed off about the election and pissed off to the point where they were just, like, really just had enough, I think they stayed. And I think that their emotions... Got you. Got got the better. Got used by the antagonists. That that and that's and it all played out the way we saw. You know, but the thing that that struck me about it was the propaganda afterwards. Was this whole idea that that was like the most crazy thing that I'm supposed to now accept this is like the scariest thing I've ever seen because this is like you know white nationalists doing this and whatever. You know, it's it's complete bullshit. What it was is that they they had done their color. They had done their reverse color revolution. And they had set it up a predicate for all of the, pre, the pre-rehearsed and pre-written speeches that each one of those backstabbing politicians made when they, as soon as, as, soon as they were about to make the decision whether or not to uh, call the different, um, the different uh, what are they called, the electorates from each uh, state, as soon as they were about to go through that process, that's when the doors open that's when the whole thing happens. They hit the lights and they go into this lockdown, right? And then it's when they come back, each one of them is like, oh, my God, after the violence that I saw today, I can no longer stand here and vote for this. I'm going to go ahead and say that Biden won this election, that there's nothing to see over here. And that right there when I was like, wow, how about that? Isn't that cute? Because I don't suspend disbelief in those situations. Like I in, in, in no way, shape or form do I think that any of them sat there while they were cut, like, where they were in this emergency response situation and wrote those speeches. They were wrote in advance. I'm not dumb. You know what I mean? They were reading from teleprompters.
0: You don't think people can have a uh, a come to Jesus for a better phrasing moment where they're moved by what's happening around them and they, yes. they find the words? Sure.
1: But, I mean, if I watched that thing and I can go back and watch it and I feel the same. Well, a lot of it is, is this. It's, it's politicians that Trump endorsed that he walked up on stage in different MAGA rallies in front of thousands of people that he brought to those stages because he shows up and in 24 hours later, there's 30,000 people there to see him. That's to see him. You know what I mean? These other people are just riding his coattails hundred percent and they owe him a debt of gratitude for that because he makes them. He, he, he kings them. And that's what the left hates so much is that he has that power and he's willing to use it. Yeah, but do we want that in politics? I do. I love it. You want somebody, but... I love it. I don't know. I love it. You like that? I do. We, because this, this is why. It's been happening our entire lives in politics. I'm 40. It's been happening my entire life, dude. I mean, how long has, been, has George Soros been playing a hand in politics? The only reason anybody's pissed off is now that it's, now that it's, a, it's, a, it's a populist, nationalist... That's a proud American doing it. That's the only. That's the only
0: issue. That's it. Well, regardless, if what you're saying is true, and you did know some shit was gonna pop off, mm-hmm. you want to say that somebody in the government didn't know that shit was oh, gonna they, happen? They told me. Totally they told totally me. Come knew. on. Have you seen Two Thousand Mules? I've not. Oh, you... uh, is that with? No. Dinesh no, 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 no. D'Souza. Is the... I thought that was debunked. That that was <laughs> a lot of that shit was fake. Well. Uh... I can't. Isn't that it. about like the the voting machines? No. And and the ballot harvesting. Y- yes. I thought the ballot harvesting was like well, proven to be a crocka. Yeah. No. I mean,
1: I mean, I would, I would, I would employ you to use your own eyes and discernment to watch I'll watch it. Yeah. Now that we've to brought watch it up, the, I'll the watch film, film it. and let's have a conversation afterwards. I'm gonna
0: turn into Kyrie. I'm gonna share that. And it's gonna be. Don't share it. Yeah, but here, but, but I but, shouldn't have said that. I don't actually I, know what's happening with everybody. It, it's relevant,
1: and I, the reason I brought it up, it's relevant. Okay, on January sixth, they used geo tracking cell phone data to know the precise location of every single processor who came to DC, how they got there, and how they left. It's a hundred percent factual. I can I can give you the evidence. Okay, you just just for the sake of whatever, just I'm telling you the truth. Okay. Um so they have this stuff what every they,
0: protester every protester tracked
1: that had a cell phone that showed up there the cell phone was tracked like 24 hours in advance they saw them coming leaving and everything every bit of their movements there's there's videos of them like testifying and showing all that evidence in the court of law using it to get current January 6 prisoners in the gulag where they still stay for their political crimes okay like a communist state don't think too much about that and, um, and so the, uh, the fascinating thing about that is that they use this technology. And so what, you, what any person can do who has the money and the, the computing capabilities is you can reach out to the companies like Meta, like which owns Facebook and Instagram, and you can buy all of the data from them. Because when you're, when you're getting a product for free on the internet, you are the product. And a lot of people don't realize that that there's no for free, you're being sold. It's your data that's being sold. And so you can get all that data, location data, everything, like what you like, things that your microphone's picked up, things that your camera's picked up, all kinds of stuff, meta data. It's like, it's it's insane, right? A lot of people don't even realize this. Well, you know, they use that exact technology to throw these guys in jail for being in January 6th, right? Well, true the vote... The guys who are behind the Two Thousand Mules documentary—they're actually the the researchers. They went and they used that exact same technology, technology that one of the owners of True the Vote or the founders of True the Vote have actually used to convict um, uh, uh, drive-by shootings and other crimes with the same technology and throw people in jail. That what they did is they bought all this, they bought all this data, and they set up these geo fences around drop boxes. Right, which is basically like if 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 the data goes into that fence, bing. Okay, we know that that happens, right? And they're like, okay, let's call it weird if they go to this Dropbox more than thirty times. Kind of weird, right? Who goes to a Dropbox more than thirty times? Call that weird. Boom, they get that. Wow, look at that. There's a lot of people that went to these Dropbox over thirty times, and so they start getting all of their cell phone data, and they see that. Oh, wow, look at this. This person goes to a a nonprofit organization. And then he goes to that drop box, and 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 goes home. The next day does the same thing, and 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 so on, so on, and so on. Like like when you look in two mirrors in the bathroom and just goes so on and so on forever, that's what happens every single day, just working, 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 right? 2,000 of those, they just 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 2,000 of those mules, right? In just, I think it was five different battleground states
0: in the documentary,
1: are just enough to sway to sway the election entirely.
0: But I thought that that was all disproven. Mm-mm. That's not no, because it, it's the same exact data. Yeah, but the data. What if you go pick up ballots from family members?
1: But there's video footage of the people throwing fifty ballots into the boxes. You can see. You can. You can. Ba- they basically show you how. When the cell phone shows up at the drop box, here's the video camera of the dude. Is it illegal to pick
0: up ballots from old people that don't want to go drop it off? Depends on the state. So what if it's just that? What if you're just these nonprofits are trying to get people engaged in voting and you go pick up from your home facility or you do that and you're just.
1: I understand the the skepticism. Um, the skepticism. I employ employ you or anybody with that skepticism to watch the film. I watch to it. Make I just I, to be fair,
0: I don't have yeah. I I don't know enough about totally. it to have a decision. That's why I'm not like, like like yeah, yeah make a yeah. decision,
1: bro. You know, yeah, But like that's the
0: thing about it is though it's the same technology. And well that technology hundred yeah. percent is real. I watched this Netflix talk about this guy who is running some scam. And the I believe it was the FBI. They had this machine where they could just drive around the block and pick up everybody's cell phone frequency and download all of their shit. And they were just aggregating it from Mm -hmm. everybody that they drove by. It's a mini tower. Yeah. Yeah. Which how crazy how how is that legal? Mm. And they're just doing that. They're just aggregating whether you're a criminal or not. They're (laughs) aggregating everything that's on your phone as they're looking for this criminal. And maybe you're. Guilty, maybe you're not. I can't think of the name of that documentary, but just taking ju- copious copious amounts of data and everything that's on your phone, well, they you ping them instead of your cell tower and now they have access to all of it.
1: Well the fascinating thing
0: the fascinating thing is
1: that a lot of these nonprofit agencies were funded by none other than Facebook, and most of these drop boxes were funded by none other than Facebook.
0: Well, how about the uh, FTX crash? <laughs> have you dug into that at all? Yeah, but I, I have to go pee again. We, we, we got to wrap this. It's 7 o'clock. I got to get out of oh, here. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah, we, we did some time. Uh, right. We'll have to save that for the next one. All right. Uh, Donnie, this was awesome, man. We'll have to get you back on. Do you want to plug where people can find you, where they can find the Lost Coast Populist, all your stuff, plug Absolutely. everything?
1: uh donnie creekmore lost coast populist.com that's populist, com. you can also find us on all social media at loco populist and then um i'm on twitter as donnie creekmore and um but you know the loco populist is really what you want to follow not me i'm just i'm just get on there and just do whatever you know? No. Okay, well done. Not,
0: not very exciting on my personal account. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the same way. But this, yeah. this was awesome, man. We'll have to do this again, really. Super awesome. Yeah, yeah right right, I had a great time. It. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers. Sure.